What's going on, everybody? It is Ghost Greg Adams. Back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Ghost Gang. And that's you. For being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to the Wake Up Show. Part of the Free Agent Lifestyle Podcast here on the Free Agent Lifestyle Channel. You in here with the Bruce Wayne this ish the king of kings, the king of content, and the speaker of truth, yours truly. The notorious new, one, new, 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 new world order. a.k.a. Mr. Coach Alini, better known as the prognosticator, Coach Adamas, and you're in the Desert Storm bunker with EWF and CGA, see God Allah, and the eight-time demonetized champion of YouTube and the best edutainment with the man with more nicknames than anybody in the game. The best entertainment here on YouTube. Do me a favor. Hit the like button. Subscribe to the channel if you wish to chat and to contribute to today's show. Dollar sign the notorious CGA on the cash app. Venmo. Coach Adams. Greg, Coach Greg Adams TV. And on PayPal. PayPal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams. And that's pinned to the top of the live chat on the free agent lifestyle channel. And you can super chat on the notorious CGA channel. New, 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 new world order. I think there was yesterday, uh, somebody was in the, somebody must've been new, might've been the Andrew Tate stream. And they were like, I can't see the super chats. <laughs> All right. They were on the free agent lifestyle channel. And I was taking a br break to do my super chats and uh, to, you know, acknowledge the contributors. And they were all pissed off. I can't see. I can't see the super chats. <laughs> well, you're here with the eight-time demonetized champion of YouTube. There are no super chats over the air. Yeah, you can tell when somebody's new. The rookies, yeah, the newbies. Why can't I see the super chats? What's going on? How do I super chat? Yeah. All right. Meanwhile, there's stuff across the board there. Some people don't listen. You know, they don't look. I, I think some people, they're at work sniggling, watching the show. They'd be like, <laughs> so they're not watching the screen. So they're like, how do I get members content? How do I join the junior college? Right. And I'm like, go on my locals where? And I'm like, oh, boy, I guess I guess you're not looking at the screen at all. I get it. Some people don't look at the screen. <laughs> we do have freshmen in here. Are you a freshman at the university? No, no. <laughs> I'm you look like no. a freshman. All right. Yeah, I'd be like, uh, join the locals. Where, where? What's the locals? Uh. On the screen, it says CoachGregAdams.Locals.com. Niggas, I already dropped the N-word. Look, ninjas at work. <laughs> They're not watching the screen. All right, my black headphones have officially died. After five years of YouTube. <laughs> five years of YouTube. Here they are. We're going to have to give these headphones the Undertaker bell. Hey, man, let me tell you something here. A couple of things. Look at this. I don't even have the these headphones. You can trace back to the first headphones that I used on YouTube. I even wore them so long, they don't even have the original, the original stuff they wore off. All right. I wore this. And not only that, these headphones have put a dent in my head, a permanent dent. All right. A permanent dent. They, they don't hold the charge anymore. I can charge them and I could probably use them for about an hour. All right. This is these are the originals. I did the original headphones for five plus years on YouTube. So we're going to say rest in peace to these. We're going to put them away. They're so comfortable, though. All right. I got my backup pair here. These are my backup. And um, I'm going to have to get another backup pair. But that's how. <laughs> All right. 
Yes, I got the gamer dent in my head. You guys, look. This is what I do for you gentlemen and ladies. I have a permanent dent in my head. All right. So after I get done with YouTube, <laughs> I'm going to have to wear hats the rest of my, my life or I'm going to have to grow some hair. All right. But that's what happens when you wear headphones almost every day of your life for five years straight. And not only that, I have the original, original headphones here, here on YouTube. So we're going to just go ahead. These are I'm going to frame these. I'm going to frame them. Auction on Chris. I'm going to auction these off. The original Coach Gang headphones going, going, gone. All right. Now, that's how frugal I am. I refuse to buy headphones. All right. I'll be looking up headphones. That's how much I need a job. All right. I'm on Amazon looking at headphones. I'm on Best Buy. These headphones, three, four, five hundred dollars. I'm like, not I. <laughs> I'm broke. I ain't got no money to buy three, four, five hundred dollar headphones. I'm like, shit. All right, let me go to the junior college real quick. Now I really don't got three hundred dollars. <laughs> now I'm six hundred dollars in the hole. All right, so anyway. <laughs> All right, uh, but it happens, you know what I mean? It's crazy. <laughs> I had, I was on my way to Best Buy, and then I went to the junior college, and now I don't have headphones, and I'm light on in the wallet. I'm lighter in the wallet. But anyway, what's up to everybody, man? Listen, let's get into the show. We got today's show, Why 99% Relationships Fail, and what you can do about it. Yes, what you can do about it. And that's you. <laughs> what you can do about it. It happens. It happens. We're going to review that. We got a great straggling sniggle theater. We got an episode of Doom and Gloom CGA, which I'm going to prove that most people are morons when it comes to buying real estate, a.k.a. a house. Ladies, listen up. If you want to marry a man, I want to marry a man. I want a house. This is how you actually get me messed up here. <laughs> All right. And uh, we got a uh, we got a great we got a great, great episode here of uh, men don't realize how bored and lonely women are. We're going to talk about that. All right. So anyway, we got the contributions. We, you know how to contribute to the day show. We're going to get to the super chats because there's brothers in there. They are already warmed up and ready to go. Albert Wesker says XX is a situationship now because they know it's going to fail. Oh, yeah. Oh, are there ladies in the house? I see there's already one. We already got a, a lady in here. She was talking about something earlier. Um, and she's one of she's here all the time. Uh, but um, are there any other ladies here? I should have put up a poll question. Um, have you had a successful relationship yet? All right, but is it anyway? Situationships. Yeah, people don't even call that what they're in in a relationship. Your wife is listening. All right, shout out to your wife is listening. And she definitely you got permission from uh, the husband who's coach gang member. Yeah. We got a couple of ladies in here. Shout out to y'all. Yeah, they call them situationships and we're talking and, you know, uh, you know, they used to say we're going steady with the when the young teenagers back in the day. Do people say I'm in a relationship? It's actually it's actually hard for a person to say I'm in a relationship. This is my girlfriend. <laughs> you're my boyfriend. By the way, old people. You're not in relationships. You're just basically, you know, buying time. Uh, Adam Bomb says him bald him short and him bitter and him mama black yes we're gonna talk about that we're gonna talk about that in a minute 
Edward returns to Eden says early termination of pregnancy are the clearest way an XX can let you know that you are not a good business prospect. It never happens to a well-off man. An early termination of preg is the clearest way that an XX can let you know that you are you are not or they are not good for business. Yeah, yeah. But you guys don't, you, you almost can't tell if they've ever had one. But a lot of them are had one, clearly. J-Flow, when old heads tell you that relationships take work, then you know ish is going to fail. Work, work. What that mean? Shout out to the coach gang. MC Hamster says you can play the ring game or coochie games. Which guys you wouldn't want to play here? The ring game or coochie games? Roberto Moreno, CGA. Do you think, uh, do you think you would be where you are today? Famous. Mm. <laughs> All right. Shout out to you. Um, if you didn't go through what you did, he says, do you think we could only learn the hard way? Go. That's actually, um, that's actually interesting, but, um, I thought I would be no matter what. I probably was famous before this. I was well known before before this, but now I'm well or known internationally. Coach Gang represent. I always knew, and my probably my my ex wife could probably attest and tell you that I was always going to write a book. I was always going to, you know, YouTube was the thing that came along somewhere middle in my marriage, or right in the early stages. But I was already intent on doing something. Something like this. And I used to tell people this, and people didn't see it. They couldn't see the vision. I clearly thought that I would be doing something like this. Yes. For sure. Um, And people didn't see it. My ex-wife couldn't even attest. I think in the first year of marriage, I was like, I'm going to write a book. And I was telling her I'm going to go on speaking circuits and all that stuff. As, as a matter of fact, I, I bought a book during that time saying, uh, talking about being a public speaker. All right. I, so I always thought I would be doing something like this. And uh, people laughed and sniggled. Yep. It was like, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, right. Now, what she didn't know was eventually she was going to give me the catalyst to start what made me uh, have a platform today. <laughs> All right. So I didn't have the info. I had some ideas, but uh, she was the driving force that led me. <laughs> she didn't really realize that she would be the one. Thank God. <laughs> right. Thank God. And uh, yeah, man. Yeah. So anyway, that answers that question right there. In But YouTube and everything, social media. Uh, one more thing I'm going to tell you. Uh, you have to be prepared because all of the things that I was doing before YouTube was a platform I was already doing. And uh, that's why I was able to transition. Like I was already editing videos. I was always kind of recording myself with camcorders, um, you know, speaking in public, talking, working on my public speaking. I was already doing that. So when YouTube came along, it was just easy to adapt. Unfortunately, at the time, I was doing another job, so I didn't really push it. But then when it started to transition into being content and people getting monetized for it, I just switched over. It was super easy. Super easy. Anyway, recording myself, yes. <laughs> All right, Henry Resilient, two hours until I am officially divorced. It's been a long time coming. Thanks, coach and the coach gang. First order of business is removing her from the beneficiary of all accounts. Protect your meat. Shout out to Henry. Give him a congratulations. This ninja about to be broke. Henry about to be broke. I don't know why you super chatting me. <laughs> all right. Chill out. All right. But congratulations to Henry Resilient. My brother's man. 
He's about to learn and have a new life here. Let me give him a hand. Round of applause. <laughs> All right, Pyro. Let me do one more. Pyro, the fire starter in New York City, the thuggin' dressed like the reading rainbow. It's crazy, and yeah, that's facts. Young boys is wearing tight clothes, colored hair, looking like Bambi with the jammy. Price is wrong. You're not lying. When I was in New York City, me and my son noticed that. We noticed that as well. We were driving around, and um, yeah, we were driving around, or we were taking the like the hop on, hop off bus. And we noticed a lot of the a lot of the boys, they were either wearing masks, right? There were boy, there were guys, black men. I don't know what's wrong with y'all. You guys do shit like this and get shot and and get get be, become, you know, people who are prejudiced against you. And you got young teenage black men, and mostly black men, riding bikes and walking around the city with masks on. I'm like, you guys deserve to get shot. But anyway. I mean, if you get shot, I'm not marching at your funeral. But I did see a lot of zesty thugs out there. I did see a lot of zesty-ass uh, Cisco-looking thugs, all right, of all races. And they was dressing like the thugging. I was like, boy, these some zesty thugs out here. Mm. New York got some zesty-ass thugs. <laughs> all right, last one. Walk the plank, CGA. The women are coming for you in hopes that they can turn you into a liberal man. Well, ladies, you're in luck. You're in luck. Because there is some things I'm very liberal about. I'm a very stodgy, uptight, conservative man. I, I'm definitely conservative as F. But there are some things I'm liberal about. So you're in luck. You're not going to get me all the way to be a libtard. Because libtards are libtards. You know what I mean? They liberal liberal liberals are are they don't they don't think very well, so you'll never get me to be a full all out uh, unadulterated libtard. But I'll be liberal about one or couple of things here. <laughs> all right, a couple of things I'm very liberal about, and you'll find out. All right, hey, look, thank you for the early contributors contributions. I gotta move on, and then we'll come back. Check this out. First topic. Oh, we starting off doom and gloom. Yeah, Doom and Gloom CGA is here. All right, first order of business. Uh, did you hear about that? those guys that went down to go to see the Titanic remains? Well, they ran out of oxygen officially as of about an hour ago. They have run out of oxygen, and it doesn't look good for them. You know, people are very curious. When you get money, sometimes your curiosity can lead to killing you. And I don't think it looks good for those gentlemen. So uh, for some reason, they thought they can go lower, lower than the deep blue sea and end up in the black sea. I mean, dark, dark sea down there. Just curious. Trying to find the Titanic remains. Now, here's the thing. If you don't know. New, 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 new world order. Somebody must have knew something because somebody might not want you to really know what happened with the Titanic. New, 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 new world. That's order. just how my mind works. So they was like, yeah, go on down there and check it out. And then <laughs> Ninja asked too much. Sometimes you ask too many questions. Sometimes you don't want to know so much and somebody doesn't want to know. You want you to know so much. And then, you know, there's conspiracy theories related to the Titanic. Some of them are believable if you know who was on board the Titanic. But sometimes, you know, 
Other people don't want you to know. Ninja, you're asking too many questions, nigga. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right, that's the ice already. That's two $5 for the jar. He asking too, too many questions. So um, you had to go down. Unfortunately, man, listen, that had to be a horrible death. Knowing that they got stuck or their, their, their ship got crunched, you know, got crushed or something like that. Or they were like, damn, we ain't going to make it out. And they just looking at each other like this for three days. Damn. Mm. That's actually disgraceful. It's despicable. And, and what would you do? Just think about this. You're down there. Two days in, like two days ago, you got stuck. The ship started to crush in. You were like, oh, damn, your remote control battery ran out. You looking around, looking at each other. What would you do? Would you have drop neck? Would you start fornicating? You know what I mean? Yes, yeah, completely dark. I'm sure if there was an electrical outage, oh, damn, the electricity ran out. Our Wi-Fi ran out. Would you start clapping cheeks? Would you just start doing whatever? You know what I mean? Like, damn, our remote ran out. You didn't put it on the battery charger. Because <laughs> I think there were all men down there. I guess I wouldn't clap no cheeks. I certainly wouldn't. No, okay, so we're not clapping cheeks down there. All right, definitely not clapping no cheeks. Oxygen just going down. They just stealing oxygen. There's a scene um, in Harlem Nights where they probably was like, <laughs> hold up. They, they were sitting down there trying to not to, hey, don't use up all the oxygen. Anyway. Yeah, uh, that's pretty doom and gloom. <laughs> yeah, what he was in the safe. They not breathing through their nose. It's, they just... <laughs> man, that's cold-blooded, man. Well, listen, I hope they bring them up and, you know, they can open their tomb and we can figure out what's going on. Another billionaire down. Another billionaire down. Hey, let's get to the, the next story here. Apparently, the baby boomers, baby boomers, what I tell you about these damn baby boomers, man, them baby boomers are about to cost us a lot of money. Check this article out. This is just for your review. And I've been telling you this for a long time. Okay. <laughs> Nearly half of baby boomers have no retirement savings. Damn. Listen. This is not this is not new news. This is not new news. This is this is old news. Um we're in trouble. We're in trouble as a country. We guys know, man. Baby boomers, the oldest baby boomer is um the oldest baby boomer is around 58 if I'm not mistaken, 57, 58. I'm sorry, that's the youngest. The youngest baby boomer is about 57, 58. In that area, maybe 56. And then the oldest is somewhere in the 60s, 70s or early 70s or something like that. We're in trouble. Mm. They're about to cost us a lot of money, brothers. They're about to cost us a lot of money. They are the, they are a large population of people. They're living longer than ever. They're, they're two and three times divorced. They don't have any money left over. They're going to be moving in. This is 75 is the oldest boomer. Give me the give me the numbers. 75, 72 ish. Let's say let's say mid to early, early to mid 70s. Youngest, like 57, something like that. It's going to be a wrap, man. We got dude. they're going to be they're going to be eating away. And this is they knew they knew this 30, 40 years ago. But how is this going to affect you? Well, if you have boomer parents, 
You better have a preparation plan. These people have lost at least three houses. These people have not paid off their houses yet, more than likely, okay? These people have not paid off their houses. They refinanced it five to 15 times. They lost at least two houses, one in 2008, one in 1993, <laughs> right? They, they, I'm telling you, brothers, and they, look, they got nothing left. They're, 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 and their retirement age. And also, as far as what they can contribute to today's society, not very much, okay? Because they're already behind technology-wise. They're super-duper behind, okay? If they haven't owned their own businesses, even if they own their own business, you want to check the paperwork. A lot of them probably are not functioning very well because the businesses that they own, they might own like a bike store. You know what I mean? Like they own a bike store all their lives and probably not going to do very well these days, okay? So, just know that this is coming and it's going to probably affect you. So if you do have boomer parents, <laughs> you better make sure that you have a contingency plan as to what you're going to do with them when they stop being income producers. If your parents are sub 70, they possibly are still producing income, but they might be already tapping into their social security. They might've already tapped into their 401k in order to bail themselves out, pay off some credit card debt or they had to tap into the social security significantly early at a big, at a big penalty. It, it seemed like a smart thing to do back then, but now they realize the effects of this. And uh, yeah, man, the, and with inflation going up, this is what people don't understand. This is why I keep warning you. I keep warning you that you, you never can have enough money. All right. When people call you grifter and shit like that, never let that phase you. That's just them being jealous. What you have to understand is, Yesterday's prices aren't today's prices. So uh, boomers might have thought they had enough to retire off of. But when things happen like an inflationary period, they're on fixed incomes. And since they're on fixed incomes, meaning that their income is fixed based on what they're getting from their retirement, what they're getting from their Social Security, what they might be getting from their job, their little job that they held on to until the last bated breath. Their income is fixed. That means there's no potential for any additional income coming in. That means that when inflation happens, their dollars erode. What they have remaining, it erodes. So they can't live based on the standard of living even three years ago. So three years ago, their standard of living was pretty decent. Today, not so much. So that's going to affect whether they're able to rent, lease, whatever, they, whatever they're doing. If their car goes down, so if you have boomer parents, you have to be aware of this. In the next 20 years, this is going to be one of the biggest deals going on because they're going to they're gonna have to find a way to go. You got to make sure you have a contingency plan. And that means if you're a only child, if you're the only male child, the only female child, one of these situations is going to really hamper you. All right. So be prepared. If they haven't paid off their house, you're in trouble. Because they're going to reverse mortgage that house <laughs> or it's going to foreclose or they haven't paid their property taxes. Speaking of, speaking of, shout out to the boomers. All right. Yeah, your time is coming. My time is coming. Everybody's time is coming. All right. But uh, your time is coming. Mortgage crisis. All right. Now you got the young people. Um, all you have to do is get a mortgage in the house and you'll be fine. But here we go right here. 
the United Kingdom's having a mortgage crisis. Their, their interest rates and their mortgage loans must be completely different than ours because as I'm reading through the article, it doesn't make sense. But it doesn't make sense because I'm here in America. Shout out to everybody. Spot the T. Quote, we can't pay an extra 1,400 pounds a month. Well, <laughs> more than, more than, listen to this number. According to the East of England, more than 400,000 people will see their fixed mortgage deals coming to an end over the next few months at a time when lenders are rapidly increasing their rates and pulling deals. How are homeowners coping? Well, according to Victoria Watts, who lives with her husband and two children in Norwich, and they knew her mortgage of a, what, 1,300 uh, 1300 pounds a month was going to increase, but she was shocked to learn by how much. The 35-year-old senior insurance manager Received a letter last month saying that her fixed rate deal was coming to an end. I don't know what I don't know what happened. Maybe she had another that I don't know what a fixed rate deal is. I know what an adjustable rate is. I don't know why a fixed rate deal would come to an end, but some people are getting into stupid ass loans. And that the family would need to find an additional 1,400 pounds a month. So their mortgage was 1,300 pounds and it and it doubled. Oh my lord. And it doubled says right here, the Bank of England, it says instead they have chosen to go on a mortgage or a tracker mortgage, all right, a tracker mortgage, which will cost them an extra 700 pounds a month so that they can be flexible in hopes of rates going down in the future. Well, you're, you're playing the hope game. Okay, here it is right there. Take a look at this. Let me put this picture up, y'all. And sorry for putting the kids in the picture. Take a look at this picture, man. Take a look at this. Oh, the humanity. This ninja definitely a tippy toe. And his wife has doubled in size. Not only has the mortgage doubled in size, his wife probably doubled in size. Well, uh, she was thick. Now she's fat. Without a doubt. She thick though, coach. Yeah, thick don't turn thick don't stay thick for very long. Thick has a shelf life of two years. Okay. Let's get the children off the screen here. Meals out, new clothes, and holidays are a thing of the past, she says, and improvements to the kitchen and the bathroom are on hold. My husband and I both work, and luckily, we've got savings, but not going, but we're not going to have to uh, really cut back, or we are, and be really cautious. We're going to have to cut back. That's always the contingency plan. Let's cut back. Well, we just don't know when things are going to get better, and we might have to consider selling our house in the future. There you go. I, guys, I was just talking about this yesterday. And how many people are in this position? Coming up this month, 400,000. I'm telling you, man, most people do not do well with this home ownership shit. All right. It's always this. Oh, I'm surprised. I'm shocked. Here's the thing. If home loans were so much of an advantage, if home owner ownership was so much of an advantage, why do banks keep offering this great deal? <laughs> All right. Why do banks keep offering this deal? Why are banks are like, hey, we need to get you in. Like they are like they are offering it to you as a loss. Like it would if it was such a good deal for buyers, banks would not, they would stop offering the shit. Okay. But they know that this is such a good deal for them. And most of the time, you're probably likely, 
you're probably likely to run into trouble before they take a loss. You're probably likely. And if you understand gambling in Vegas, you don't need that big of an advantage. The house doesn't need that big of an advantage in gambling in Vegas, meaning that the house only needs like a 54% advantage to become billionaires. Mm. I'm going to say this again. You only need a slight advantage to be get, become filthy, rotten, rich. So in Vegas, the common advantage for a house in certain industries of gambling is only like 54%, 52%. Like they have a 52% better chance than you. That's a significant advantage. And thus, they could become very, very rich by doing these things. And you become very, very poor by doing this. Okay, so you got to know this. I'm not telling you what to do. There are people who do very well. But you, on the other hand, yeah, the bankers can get bailed out. You're not going to. So the advantages uh, far are way for them to be able to keep, you know, giving you these great deals. And they know 30-year, 40-year, 10-year loan. I do. I, I now heard, CGA, I now heard they're offering 10-year car loans. 10 years. Man, please. Okay, here. People are taking eight-year, seven to eight-year car loan. I recently heard a 10-year loan. Man, I was like, get the fuck out of here, bro. We, <laughs> all right, here we go. And somebody said, I heard, I know there's 40-year mortgages. Somebody said 50-year mortgages. Man, hey, man. There's no way. There's no way. But and and you got to think most Generation Z people are completely ignorant. They don't have a clue. So they'll be more likely to do it because you're fixed on payment. You're going to say, what's the payment? And then you're going to go in and look at the payment. And then you're going to be like, OK, that payment looks good. You don't realize that's for 10 years. That's literally <laughs> that's literally 120 months, brothers. That that's unbelievable. But look, you guys know better than me. You guys know better than me. I think you guys are on the highway to hell, mm. <laughs> right? The highway to financial hell. Forget about it. All right. We got some people here. We got, uh, wait a minute. All right. Hmm. Oh, we got the wood king in the bill. <laughs> I'm sorry. He says, keep cooking coach. Thanks for your guidance. Thank you, brother. I appreciate you here. That's all we'll say. I do have some PayPal's and Venmo's and super chats and all of that to get through. Gotta give them my. Somebody said what? They never left. Oh, slavery never left. Yeah, for sure it hasn't. I agree. All right, Rusted Junk has something to say. What do you have to say, sir? He says, "Good morning, Coach. I used my passport for the first time and went to Vancouver, British Columbia for a week. I had a great time. I rented a Mercedes and drove north to the mountains by myself and seen some beautiful scenery." ate some good food, and had a great time. This is the first time I came back from a long trip, energized, ready to press into my goals further to make more money and build myself better. This wouldn't be possible if I, if I were in a relationship bringing sand to the beach. Thanks for what you do. Free agent lifestyle for life. Yes, indeed. You wouldn't have been able to take your girlfriend there, and she definitely would have changed up your trip to Vancouver. By the way, if you get a chance to go up to Vancouver, very, very beautiful country. Uh, very, very be beautiful city. 
and going up to Whistler in the mountains. You could go up there in the fall, summer, winter, spring, and it still is going to be a beautiful place. All right. Loud Pocket says, Coachy, headed to Hooters in Costa Mesa later because I'm a horny old man. And those are some big mother sucking titties. Did I meet you in Hooters? I was in Hooters one time. I had to drop my son off. And um, Hooters was close in Costa Mesa. And I went over there to kick it. And I met a member of the coach gang. He was like, hey, aren't you Coach Greg Adams? As I was looking at flatbacks, I was like. I had a tap on the shoulder. Hey, aren't you CD, CGA? Who? CGA? I'm sitting there like this. Wait a minute. Who are you? <laughs> I met somebody, Coach Gang, up in, in Hooters one day. I was looking at flatbacks, and I was like, I'm talking about the wings, the flat wings. I was looking at flat wings, and he got, he caught me. He caught me. I was like, mm, mm. <laughs> I was like, Lord, 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 look at him. I got. Got caught. He was like, you look familiar. I was like, no, nah, I don't. I look like everybody. I don't know. You look familiar. I was like, mm, this bitch. I'm like, shut up. What that mean? I think that was loud pockets in the building. Yeah, caught me at the junior college looking. All right, shout out to Brian. It says, direct deposit paycheck hit the account at six in the morning. Baby mother terrorist running my pockets at 11 a.m. Hit me with the buzzer. <laughs> Mr. Found Treasures. Man, they know when you get paid, brothers. They know when you get paid. Damn, he said the money couldn't even sit in there. Baby Mama Terrace already coming up talking about. I'm in a bind, Nate. In a bind. Rent due. Rent due. She's trying to get ahead of the game because it's the 22nd. So she's like, if I start asking him now, I definitely could get my rent payment. Your rent's due, motherfucker. <laughs> All right, Grease Man, Texas says, my Cincinnati peeps was all up in the stream yesterday. I was born and raised in the Dirty Natty, H-Town, Texas, bred the other half of my life. Cincinnati has grown from uh, for the better in the past 15 years, and I may consider moving back to the Dirty Natty. He says, I like it much better than Austin. Austin is going down the drain. Well, you can blame the Californians for that. All right, Californians definitely mess everything. Damn liberals. Damn liberals, man. Californians be like, it sucks here. And they move and leave and they make the next place suck. Uh, Californians are like uh, women. Every relationship they get in, it, it seems to not work. And they're blaming the guy. Well, this guy sucks and that guy sucks. And then that guy, well, you're the common denominator. The reason why California sucks is because you were a Californian. You were there sucking it up. Now you want to move somewhere else and, and make the next city suck. All right. Pause. Shout out to Faith. Hey, Coach, great breakdown on owning real estate versus renting. I personally prefer to rent. I just sold my mom's home after living there for three years, and owning is not a joke. I'm back to renting. I don't have kids. It's just me, and I love being able to budget and see what's coming. So shout out to you. People don't realize the common the thing in there is owning is no joke. It's not a joke. It's not as easy as people make it believe. And by by the way, Faith, uh, let me know where the apartment is, and maybe I can come and do an evaluation uh, later on this evening. 
indeed. Shout out to Lord Jamar's in the building. Ninjas are out here chasing Ditas while I'm out here chasing excellence. Keep doing what you do, coach. And can I get a what's up for the weekend already? What's up, nigga? What's up for the weekend, nigga? Indeed. Miles says that summary dude controlled the ship with the Bluetooth Logitech controller. Bluetooth, Bluetooth technology never works properly, and Logitech is notorious for making, making faulty. Imagine if you spent all that money and you were using a Bluetooth Logitech controller. Damn, that is not a good ad for them. Walk the plank. CGA, the women are coming for you in hopes that you can turn into a liberal man. B. Huey, he says, paying tribute to the Don Cochellini in the building. Coffee on my ninja. All right, coffee on me, ninja. He says, shout out to the coach gang. The war more. Damn, I'm broke. My feet hurt. And that bitch is slipping. Couple more. Peruvian heat. What's up, coach? Thanks for all that you do. And keeping these ninjas sniggling at their job. Hit me with the rinse, dude. Your rinse, dude, motherfucker. JC, I got the hook head and a dent on top roasted as a kid. All right. You got that peanut head. Peanut head looking ninja. Straggling sniggle theater is up. We about to sniggle. Hey. With me, if you ride with me, you can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the fast sticky. Come get high with me, that's a deal, right? Uh, somebody saying diversity engineering. Apparently, I guess the person, the billionaire, would not hire men, old white men over 50. I heard that's going around now. And uh, did a black woman make the submarine? We already know. Never mind. Let's get to the straggling sniggle. All right, did a sister build it? Hey, what happened to hidden figures? Are they going to make a hidden figures about that? Let's get back to the show. Straggle and Sniggle Theater. Uh, one of the junior college straggles, uh, this junior college straggle here um, is going to say that men need to start getting robbed. All right. This is why this is why ninjas can't have good things. So this is one of y'all sisters right here. Let's head to it. Let's let her talk. Men aren't getting robbed enough. We need to start robbing men so they can stop inviting strangers into their home. I really don't know if it's what it is, but I have been really um, getting too many invites into the homes of men that I do not know. What's so crazy is these men know exactly what they're doing and then like to gaslight you and be like, oh, I thought we could just watch the game at my... No. Okay, so this is a woman that's dating. She's not on her Cardi B shit. She's not at the junior college, although she probably will be soon. Why do they make videos putting on makeup? I, I don't understand. I guess they're combining content where they're not just doing a makeup tutorial. They're doing a makeup tutorial plus commentary. I suppose it's good content strategy. But take a look at that face, brothers. She looking like a Oompa Loompa. I mean, come on, man. What is going on with this makeup? This is absolutely atrocious. It's despicable, disgraceful, and it's reprehensible, and it's biodegradable, I'm sure. Okay, but her, her logic is going to be she's been invited on dates, not, not pay dates. These are just regular dates, and she's saying these ninjas should get robbed for, for, for bringing straight straggles to, his house, to their house. So this is her logic. Instead of saying, I won't go to a strange man's house, instead of saying, you know what? I'm not going to show up because, you know, or putting them up on game. She's like, I just hope they start getting robbed because her second point is going to validate that. She's saying the guy's going to gaslight you 
and want more when they invite you over to the crib. So her, her logic is these men, she knows why you're getting invited over. She's taking the invitation and then she's withholding the punani by choice, which is her prerogative. But I'm going to just tell you, the men are unlikely to get robbed. Who's going to get robbed before that man gets robbed? Well, I'm sorry to say. And that's you. If you keep going to strange men's house, he's going to rob the punani before you rob him of anything. Highly likely. So, ladies, I'm going to tell you, I don't understand why she's saying the man gaslighting her. Right. You know why he invited you over. Let's just be honest. You went over there knowing this. You actually acknowledged why he why he invited you over. And thus you're saying they should be penalized by getting robbed. Now, let's flip it. If guys said if strange women come over to a man's house that they don't know, they should get great. I'm sure nobody would appreciate that type of commentary. Nobody would accept that. I wouldn't even accept that. Strange women that come over men's house, they should know what it is. And if they withhold sex, men should rob them of the sex. I'm sure mm. nobody would go for that. But in your pea brain head, you are going for it. He says, my species are done. And, and, and unfortunately, I hear a lot of stupid shit, but these are supposed to be the most educated. And they say some of the brain deadest shit I've ever heard. And it never makes sense. Okay, in my opinion, in my opinion, and sisters, don't take this wrong. I'm doing this as a leader. Nine times out of 10, any idea you have on face value is absurd when you apply it practically. Mm. Whatever you think is an idea, as, as soon as you say it, I want you to understand. I'm saying this as a nice guy. I'm not lying to you about not. You have a 90% chance of being absolutely ridiculous of whatever you just said. It's a nine out of 10 chance. And that's just, that's, that, that's a standard deviation of 0.1. All <laughs> right. It's a standard deviation. You dead wrong about 90% of the time that you talk. This is just me. And I tend to stay away from people that be like 90% wrong. I'll say 80% is better than 90. But it's okay. I know you don't want to hear. And I know it doesn't make sense. Because the reason why you know the, it, why it doesn't make sense is because people don't tell you. And what they particularly do, that what men will do is instead of making you look bad or wrong, they'll actually protect you from being wrong. Okay, And they'll actually make the situation work out for you. But you don't know. I'll let you fall flat on your face. I'll let you fall flat on your face. Let's get to the next straggle. All right. Or maybe it's a sniggle. It is a straggle. And then she's being talked to by a sniggle. All right. So let me see here. I think this is the beginning of it. It says right here. Let me see. Here. All right. So she. this is a married, formerly married woman. All right. And she's going to talk about my ex-husband. And I'll take you from there. He made it seem like he was paying my way through school. No, I got that scholarship. Yeah. I studied for them exams. I passed those classes. You had to pay bills because you live there too. You ain't doing me no favors. Yeah. Yeah. You ain't doing me no favors. See, he thought he was going to eat at my table and still keep that foolishness up. I, but 
the same argument year after year after year after year. You know, everybody's tired is different. Yeah. My tired got tired eventually, and I was done the day that I found out I was an RN. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is a is this a barbershop podcast? All right, uh fair use by the chop. My ex All right, and so my ex husband. She says my ex husband. My tie. What city is this? This is definitely the country. This is definitely the country somewhere. This sounded like Alabama. My ex husband, he's did this. He thought he thought he was gonna eat out of my table. He thought he was gonna eat out of my table, and I ain't had time to do this. And he did this, and he did that, and I was fussing and fighting. This is some country shit right here. All right, hot shit. We going down, down, baby. Oh, send in a rainbow, thick, thick, baby. Pop, ready to let it go. Chippy, chippy, cocoa. What? My ex husband. Okay, let me figure out what the hell she's talking about. I have to ask this right here. Wait a minute. Who? All right, so what it sounds like was she was in a relationship. This is this is a married woman. She's in a relationship. <laughs> and then as a result, during the relationship, she was studying to be a nurse. And then she started complaining and got tired somewhere. And then somebody was eating off somebody's table. I presume it was her. They were sharing bills or he was paying bills. And then she dumped him and skedaddled when she got her job after sitting under him studying. <laughs> and she thinks this is logical. She thinks she's making sense here. And do I got this correct? So the man supported you while you studied and did your test. You were supposed to do something else in addition in the relationship. You didn't want to do it no more. So you made the relationship uncomfortable. You didn't want you wanted to walk off the job, but you didn't until you got your degree. And then and then you walked off the job. This is what it sounds like to me. Let me go ahead and play it again. <laughs> he made it seem like he was paying my way through school. OK, he made it seems like he was paying my way through school. OK, no, I got that scholarship. Yeah. I studied for them exams. I passed those classes. Okay, okay. So it, she says she got a scholarship. Or this is probably false. She got a student loan. But um, she passed those tests, and she studied for those exams. Oh, but my question is, sisters, again, 90% of the shit you s say, it doesn't make sense. Where, did you have a job during these times? The answer is probably not. I'm going to assume she didn't have a job during that time. She was going to school. She might have had another job. So during that time, an RN school is like, what, three years, if I'm not mistaken? It takes you an additional three years to go through the program for registered nurse. And that does not include many times the undergrad. Okay. And then during that time, the husband was supporting you. So you're saying he didn't pay your way through school. Two years for RN. Two years postgraduate, if I'm not mistaken. Or maybe I'm wrong. I might be wrong on this. Is it two years post-grad? I mean, post-undergrad? Um, post okay, two years. She might have had a part-time job. All right, so let's continue. Hold on for a second. Let's put this up here. You had to pay bills because you live there too. Oh, there it is right there. So she's saying, this is a common argument I hear from cheap people. I'm wrong on what? What is it? 
It's two years, period. Oh, it's an associate degree. All right, so, hey, listen. Shout out to the RNs. Accelerated program is two years. RN is a bachelor's degree. All right, look, everybody's telling me. <laughs> what is it, Ninjas? What is it? Is it two years? Four years? My Lord, you guys are confusing me. I think it's four years past high school. Am I wrong? But here's what she just said. I hate when people say this. So what she's saying is because you had to pay the bills anyway, you were going to pay them if I lived here or not. You were going to pay the here. You were going to pay the bills whether I lived here or not. It's kind of like when somebody says it's four years post high school. All right. That's all we're going to do. All right. If somebody jumps in your car for five days in one week and they're going to say, hey, we work at the same building or we work in the same neighborhood or we work in the same area and they jump in your car and you drive them to work five days a week. And then the next week they say, hey, can you give me a ride again next week? And then you say, well, can you contribute to my gas, my insurance? Can you kick in some petrol money? They look at you when they say, listen, you're driving that way anyway. You're driving that way anyway. Why are you charging me for driving to work? You're going to drive to work anyway. I'm just jumping in the car. So why are you driving me? It, that, that's essentially the logic that she's saying there. You are going to pay the bills anyway. You were going to, we were going to, I was living here. It doesn't matter because I was living here or not. You were going to pay the bills anyway. This is her mentality. Why are you charging me? You were going to pay anyway. Why are you charging me for gas? You're going that way anyway. This is called freeloading. This is called, this is dirty bullshit. This is what people do for people. I'm doing you a favor and favors cost. I don't care if I'm going that way or not. So she basically was getting done a favor and she was like, you were going to pay anyway, man, Lord. I mean, this is straggle mentality. Let's continue. You ain't doing me no favors. Yeah. yeah. You ain't doing me no favors. See, he thought he was going to eat at my table. What table? You were eating at his table, clearly. And still keep that foolishness up. I, but the same argument year after year. after. See, this is the, the same argument because she's a jackass. This is jackass mentality. This is only a portion of the podcast, but from what I'm saying, what I'm hearing, she's the jackass here. The same argument is because you don't understand you're, you're, mute, you're mooching off him. He's supporting you to get to your endeavor, and then guess what? You divorced him when? Let her tell it. After year after year. You know, everybody's tired is different. Yeah. My tired got tired eventually, and I was done the day that I found out I was an RN. Yep. So the <laughs> this is why you don't do him any favors. The day she got what she wanted out of it, the the day she thought she could support herself and no longer needed him and couldn't freeload him off of him anymore. Guess what? She skedaddled. That is absolutely atrocious behavior from what I'm hearing in that portion of the podcast. That's why men don't want to get into relationships. This is disgusting. That's disgusting. And if women are agreeing with this, Bruh, I don't know what to tell you. This is why you guys are jacked up. Trust me, 90% of the ideas you have in your head are dead-ass wrong. Speaking of dead-ass wrong, we have a straggle that has graduated, speaking of RN, with her four-year degree or two years. And apparently, I suppose, they can get dressed in their best hair, weave, and fingernails 
and she's walked across the stage and apparently they get to say their name or introduce themselves. Well, this straggle, this graduate straggle says, I didn't get to have my shine. And this is what happened afterwards. Okay. Let's go. Let's go. You didn't let me get my moment. So I want to say my name is Connie Jata Diallo and I'm graduating today. Hey, oh, like yes. You snatched the mic out of my head. So today is going to be all about me. Oh, drops the mic. Congratulations. Oh, Jesus. Martin Luther King is rolling over in his grave. Uh, God bless you, Martin. God bless you, man. I know, man. Hey, man, you got shot in the neck for this? Yeah, man. Hey, look. And they didn't even do nothing for it. Well, they gave you a holiday, and Stevie Wonder wrote a song for you. This is despicable, and she does have an explanation for herself. <laughs> you can't take some people somewhere, man. I mean, you can't take people everywhere. Look at all. Look at Hector. Hector is like sitting there like, what in the hell? <laughs> Hector is like, what happened here? All right, look at this Gordita. This Gordita is like, damn, these people can't be. We got two Gorditas right here. All right, Nancy. Nancy can't believe it. Nancy's going to go back and vote for Trump tonight. As a result, she's like, fuck, I'm going to vote for Trump. <laughs> All right. Trump was right. You know, she tried to do the liberal thing. What is going on here? Oh, man. <laughs> Look at the security guard. He like, damn, I ain't even got no gun. <laughs> they didn't even let me have no firearm. All I got is a taser. Should I tase this bitch? All right, what is going on here? We got some Gordita. Look at this Gordian in the back. Boy, she thicker than a snicker. All right, let's get to it. You didn't let me get my moment, so I want to say my name is Carijata Diallo, and I'm graduating today. I don't see no other black folks here. This is what happens. You guys are embarrassing. Black folks are embarrassing. I mean, listen, we got to start acknowledging this. Black folks are embarrassing. This shit is embarrassing. I mean, you got to know what's up here. There ain't another person here. Your own people ain't even here. You want to go out. They are always like they got to have their moment. I got to have my moment. You're really worried about this? Come on, man. This is absolutely despicable. What happened here? She does. She is going to explain herself here in a bit. It's Connie Jata Diallo, and I'm graduating today. Hey, oh, like, yes. You snatched the mic out of my head. So today is going to be all about me. <laughs> oh, drops the mic. Jesus, man. Congratulations. Get it, girl. All right, slay. Slay. All right, she's the most educated too, right here. They the most. And graduated from college with my bachelor's at 20 with a degree in communication sciences with an emphasis in speech and language pathology. Slay. All right, she's on the internet. She has, she has came with the background story, and I have not heard it yet. So uh, let's, let's welcome our queen. All right, uh, let's welcome our queen. Queen is going to be here. She's live here on the CG. Well, she's not live. All right, there she is right there. She do got her flatbacks on. She got her flatbacks out. All right, here we go. Let's see what she got to say here. So, it's my story time. Basically, what happened was... Oh, shit. What happened was, we in trouble. We're in trouble. We are happening with the side eye. Oh, man, this should be great. Um, I was walking on, and we had to announce our names and say our name before we get on the stage. So... I was saying my name, and she literally, I was, my name is long. Like, wow. 
Well, everything is about long on you. Your face is long. Your body's long. I'm not mad at the body, but everything's about long on you. All right, but uh, let's get to you. My name, I've, obviously, I have like three syllables of my name. I'm not going to say exactly my name right now, but you already okay, just so you get a point. You already heard. So I didn't even finish getting to say my name. And then the people that went before me and everything, they all got to say their name, their major, and even extras. And me and another girl noticed that she was putting the mic, she was pulling the mic down super fast for some black people. I Okay, all right. We're going to make this about race. Hey, black folks, if y'all thought about money as much as you thought about race, y'all probably would be rich and you probably wouldn't think it's race as much. But listen, I can't prove it. It probably was true. I don't know. I have no idea. But uh, when you name your kids Top Tell Alicia, it's a problem. But I know there's probably a lot of Mexicans was there because they tend to be a lot of RNs. So they probably had a lot of uh, Jose Morales, Morales, Gonzalez, Martinez. They probably had a long ass name, too. All right. So if they were able to say all of their syllables and names and middle name uh, and take Gusta and, you know, Margarita and shit like that, they probably got to say they whole name. But Tata Alicia, she don't even know when it's going to end. All right. Tata, what is this shit? And you ain't got no hyphenated name because you ain't got no daddy. So. All right. Um, but that, in her opinion, she thought the black folks wasn't getting equal treatment. All right. Here we go. I don't want to be that person, but that was the team. So, I mean, I just couldn't let her, I just couldn't let that happen. Cause I just feel like I worked so hard to graduate and went through so much shit to graduate okay. that I just felt like I had to reclaim my moment. I'm sorry. Like I'm not a problematic person. I don't want to ruin no one's day. I don't want to violate anybody. But I think she's in the strip club doing this interview too. This looked like a strip club. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, this looks like a strip club, right? In the back room, the den. Where's her den mother at? All right, what does she got to say here? That's what she did. She didn't even let me finish speaking. She put the mic down, cut me off. And that was the only time I was able to speak. So I just feel like that wasn't right. Uh, she felt like that wasn't right. She felt like that wasn't right. That's the key word, merch, right? I don't know, man. Listen, I wasn't there. She could have been seeing this and witnessing this and been very hypersensitive. Black women tend to be hypersensitive to shit like this. So, so are emotional single hu son, husband, single mother raised men. They tend to be hypersensitive about shit like this. And we'll make it about, hey, you're not, you're not doing my people a fair, fair. It could be there. It could be not. I wasn't there. I can't say that. But there's a way to do things and to carry yourself. Do you think, young lady, I'm going to ask this because if, if this was my child, this is my daughter. Do you think that this is the proper way to handle things? Do you think that this makes it better for anybody who might agree with her? I'm going to ask you, do you think this would make the racism that you experience and the struggle to make ends meet? Do you think the diets are going to work the same as a result? This is the way to fight it. You better let me get my moment. So I want to say, my name is Kadijata Diallo, and I'm graduating today. Hey, oh, my yes. God, you snatched the mic out of my head. So today is going to be all about me. Oh, drops the mic. But, yep, that, that'll fix it. That's certainly going to fix the racism that you're experiencing and the struggle that makes end meet, ends meet. And uh, hope, hopefully your dead mother is able to set you straight. I think that's actually despicable behavior. It's classless. And... It's non-FBA 
Uh, it's not F- where's Tariq Nasheed when we need him? It's non FBA behavior. So now the rest of the naturally born African Americans have to deal with the outcome that you just disseminated. Uh, look at my African American over here. Look at him. Are you the greatest? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? All right. Next drag on Snickle Theater is a work husband. When, w- ladies and gentlemen, uh, everybody knows that uh, women have their work husbands. So this is one thing that's going to violate your marriage. When the work husband meets the real husband, has anybody ever been in this situation? This is by, um, I'm going to acknowledge them, Jay Davis TP. They seem to be a comedian. This is a skit. But uh, let's go ahead and unmute it and get it going. When the real husband meets the work husband, here's the married couple here, and here's the work husband here. Let's play it. Donnie! Hey, <laughs> How's it going? Oh, my God. It's so good to see you. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, okay. Frank, I would love for you to meet my work husband, Donnie. Ah, yeah, work husband. Awesome. Some people have work wives and work husbands. Oh, I guess so. Well, I know I told you about Donnie plenty of times. I don't. I don't think so. Well, of course I have. Remember that one time I was working out at the company's fitness center and my left breast just kept popping out of my shirt? I don't recall that. <laughs> well, I had to be working out for at least an hour and this boob was just flopping all over the place. Just floppity flop flop. And then Donnie, he walked over and he politely tucked my tip right back into my shirt. <laughs> Wasn't that sweet of him? Yeah, sweet isn't the word that I would use. I don't remember the story uh, well well how about that one time that we were assigned to that terrible neighborhood we were covering that shooting remember that i remember that remember how scared i was yeah. <laughs> frank donnie made me feel so safe and so secure he wrapped his massive arms around me and told me not to worry <laughs> now, i have never felt that type of comfort from anyone <laughs> ever <laughs> anyone uh-huh. i'm gonna go get like another drink or two maybe three or- wait 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 donnie wait a second wait frank I know I told you about the story. So after- Oh no, that's terrible, man. Listen, listen. A lot of guys Oh the humanity. You know, she definitely sounds like she has some black in her. If you know what I mean. She definitely has she sounds like she's had a lot of black in her. Um, and she definitely looks like she's had a lot of black in her. But with that being said, beta Brad, the safe option, the stable option, is being introduced to his replacement. This is called how the monkey branching occurs. So his replacement, uh, women do introduce you to her next person in line. So if she does have somebody at work or somebody that she wants to acknowledge, they cannot help but talk about it. They will start talking about it and introducing this person into the conversation. Hey, my guy at work. Oh, this guy at the gym. Whatever that person is, if she's away from that person and she's thinking about that person and she shares the story with you, she's telling you who your potential replacement is. This is automatic. This is like a, there's a 98% chance that the next salami she hops on is the person that she talks to, talks to you about as a husband. Meaning that as you, you heard in this skit, hey, remember I told you about, remember I told you about, I told you about him. And he was like, no, I don't really remember it because he's not looking for the cues. He's trying to not be insecure. And he's like, I don't remember you talking about it. Well, she might not have talked about it or it might have been quick. Or she might have been thinking about it or thinking about him when you were having relations with your wife. She was thinking about him. So he 
He, this man is always on her mind that she's like, I'm sure I told you about him. And she did. But she told you not exactly what happened. Let's break it down. Here we go. Tiny. Hey, <laughs> oh, man. And married people don't hug this well. All right. So <laughs> look at this. He grabbing on her booty. booty. He got them titties all pressed up. She even putting the pelvis on this ninja. Oh, my Lord. It's definitely the warm embrace, if you will. To wrap you in my warm embrace. And that's a black man's dream right there. This is the black man's dream. A fat, thick, white woman. Boy, I tell you, this is a black man's dream. He in heaven. All right. Uh, anyway. <laughs> let's continue. Oh, oh my God. Oh, man. <laughs> The husband, poor guy. Oh, man, he grabbing her around the waist and whatnot. Uh-oh. He didn't skeet it in his pants. Here we go. Frank. Yeah. I would love for you to meet my work husband, Donnie. Yeah. White, white dudes are super funny. <laughs> white dudes are funny. Ah, yeah. Hey. Hey there, pal. Hey there, pal. Um, Guys, black men, when white men act like this around you, they are very suspicious of you. They are very suspicious. As a matter of fact, oh, hi there, pal. Hey, yeah, 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 you. Yeah, hey, pal. Put her there, pal. They're thinking about their gun collection. They're thinking about how they're going to strap you up against the truck. They hate your guts. Oh, yeah, hey, pal. Oh, yeah, all oh, right there, pal. Put her there, pal. Yeah, man, they don't like you. Just to know, if you get this type of behavior, the best behavior that you can get from white people is them ignoring you. <laughs> if they ignore you, they're comfortable around you. Mm. I'm telling you this as experience. If they're talking to you, if they're asking you questions, if they're fake smiling on their face like this, this is the white, this is the white people not comfortable but being comfortable around you face. When they smile with no teeth, they be like, "Hi." You be like, you be like, "Hey, how's it going, man?" and they be like, "Hi." <laughs> when they smile with no teeth how's it going they scared as fuck they scared of you they they're they don't trust you the best behavior from white folks is when they ignore your ass they are super comfortable around you <laughs> they still looking through the blinds though they still will check your ass out and then if time goes by and they just ignore you they they comfortable they ain't watching you all right let's continue all right, uh, here we go right here. Let's go continue. I'm just giving you advice here. I'm giving y'all game. This is the real game to save y'all life out here. Here we go. Work husband. You know how some people have work wives and work husbands? Well, I guess so. Well, I know I told you about Donnie plenty of times. I don't. I don't think so. Well, of course I have. Well, remember that one time I was working out at the company's fitness center and my left breast just kept popping out of my shirt? I don't recall that story. <laughs> And this ninja know he dead. He like, I'm getting fired tonight. Why are you telling? Well, I had been working out for at least an hour. And this boob was just flopping all over the place. Just floppity, flop, flop. And then Donnie, he walked over and he politely tucked my tip right back into my. I bet you he did. And this guy looking at him. See, you thinking about his NRA subscription. Did I renew my NRA? Because, you know, you get a lawyer. <laughs> you renew with the NRA. You get a, at least 150 lawyers in your area representation. He like, damn, I got to go clean off my firearm collection. 
shirt. <laughs> Wasn't that sweet of him? Yeah, sweet isn't the word that I would use. I don't remember the story. Oh, well, well, how about that one time that we were assigned to that terrible neighborhood? We were covering that shooting. Remember that? I remember that. Remember how scared I was? Oh, man. Hey, listen. Hey, man. Hey, listen. I got to tell y'all, man. She's touching. The, she's broken the touch barrier. When white women touch you, when women touch you, they want you. Okay, that's just the bottom line. They want you or you've already defiled her. So if you're a husband, if you're the white husband here, and uh, if you're seeing your wife touch another man in this type of way, there's there, this is... This is flirting. This is attraction. This is people don't touch people like this for no reason. So never feel like you're insecure. If you witness this, your girlfriend touched someone like this. All right. And so and, and uh, the guy doesn't touch back. Normally, when you're not there, he touches back. But you're there. He's not touching back. So just assume they're in an affair. They have an affair going on. All right. Continuing. <laughs> Frank, Donnie made me feel so safe and so secure. He wrapped his massive arms around me and told me not to worry. <laughs> now, I have never felt that type of comfort from anyone <laughs> ever. All right. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, right here. Uh, but this guy wants to save face. He's not going to divorce her. And there's a touch again. Oh, by the way, touching arms, touching shoulders. Ladies, this should be considered sexual harassment and an assault. But uh, we don't have our own rights in our country. This would be sexual harassment if I touch your chunky ass arms. If I grab the back of your chunky ass arms, you would be all up in human resources the next day. But that's neither here nor there. All right. But touching on men's arms is definitely arm, forearm, hand, shoulder, neck. This is all sexual assault and or flirtation. Choose it. Take your pick. All right. And of course, massive arms. Let's take a look at the husband here. Um, he's thinking about how much he's going to lose in a divorce. All right. How much he's about to lose. He's not going to see his kids anymore. You know what I mean? He's got to move out of the suburbs. He's got to split his 401k in his retirement and his pension. That's what he's thinking about right now. Or he's might be thinking about how far out in the desert he might be able to find a place where he can dig. You know, never mind. Let's consider. Let's continue. <laughs> anyway, I'm, I'm going to go get like another drink or two, maybe three. Or wait, 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 Donnie, wait a second. Wait, Frank. And so she has more. And the more she's telling, the more she's trying to give him an indication that, hey, you're being replaced. Somebody else is actually um, uh, filling the void, filling the void. All right. So is that the rest of Straggling Sniggle Theater? It is. Without further ado, let's go ahead and catch up with these super chats. All right. And the contributions. And do me a favor. Hit the like button. Let's play the intro on the way out. I need to remember that. Play the intro on the way out. Hey. Slide with me if you feel like 550 on the fast sticky can get high with me. That's a deal, right? Uh, one thing that will happen in these situations, although yes, this is a parody, it's a skit. Uh, it, but if these things do happen to you in real life, and they will, when we talk about 99% of relationships fail, this is one of the reasons they fail. Okay. Um, when this happens, and it will, you know what she's gonna do. What is your what is your girlfriend going to do in that situation if it presents itself? And you say, you know what? I'm a little bit uncomfortable with the way you were touching on Jamal. I was a little uncomfortable with your relationship with your coworker. What's going to happen? This is why relationships are going to fail because she's crossing the line. Obviously, the skit is identifying that there's a line being crossed. Okay. 
They're going to they're going to say you're insecure. You control. This is going to start an argument. And the argument, I'm going to tell you, 90 percent of the time, she's not going to see it your way, either because she doesn't want you to see it that way or she's gaslighting you. Right. Or it, it, you're over overreaching. But this type of relationship activity is common. This is super common. And even guys will be like, oh, man, don't be so insecure. Right. Everybody knows this would be crossing the line if you, if she was doing it or she found that you were doing this to another woman at your job. And I'm just telling you, people cross these lines all the time. They actually do things to make their partner insecure. Men do this, but women definitely do this. And they also will say, well, no, I don't see him in that way. And yeah, I would never do anything with him, even though that they're doing things playful and flirtatious. And they do it. They do way more of this when you're not present. So women cross this line and they actually might even see if you care about them. This is a part of shit testing where she tests to see how much you really love her. Are you going to actually act up and um, tell her something's wrong? Are you going to act insecure? Another way to treat this is not care about it. And then she'll really be like, well, you're cheating on me since you didn't care that I was apparently crossing the line with my partner. So there's a lot of this shit that goes on. And ladies, they do this subconsciously. They do this consciously and subconsciously. They do this to test you. They do this to test the relationship and the boundaries. They do this to see where they stand in the relationship because they're insecure about where they stand in the relationship. And they're also trying to have their cake and eat it too. So there's a lot of this going on. It's a lot of this going on. Indeed. All right. Shout out to Mr. B coach. A man will sacrifice his life for his family while a woman will sacrifice her family for her feelings. I'm going to play it again. A man will sacrifice his life for his family while a woman will sacrifice her family for her feelings. 100%. 100%. Their feelings are the only thing they're loyal to. In fact, we're going to play a clip typically uh, for, for a guy. We're going to play a clip from a man, and I think he's a doctor. Let me see if I can pull this up. He's a therapist. I think he is a therapist. Okay. And um, he's going to talk about women um, using their children, using their children and her feelings related to her children to penalize a man, and particularly fathers, which is going to be um, how she terminates the parental rights of the father based on her feelings and the child's feelings. We're going to talk about that later. But uh, yes, um, ladies, if you're listening to me, which I know you are, there's over 2,200 people watching me simultaneously on Facebook, the Notorious channel, and the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. I want you to think about, as you're thinking about this and you think I'm crazy, why did you break up in your past relationships? Okay, I want you to think about this. Why did your last relationships end? And more likely than not, be honest, you had a feeling. Your feelings were at stake and you terminated it based on your feelings. Yes, right. Listen, <laughs> he said, coach talking about my ex-wife. Hey, listen, I'm talking about everybody's ex-wife. Everybody, I, I talk about things so well and I have this down pat because I watch human behavior. Trust me, I have this thing down. I'm talking about everybody, <laughs> right? I'm talking about your ex-wife. I got this. Dude, I say stuff and people right now, you're convicted. You're like the preacher in church. 
Well, I'm like the preacher in church where I get up there and I'm going to be like, it's time for the altar call. Okay, let's have an altar call. If anybody in here has had any impure thoughts in the last hour, has anybody been looking at that old big woman with the big titties thinking about what he would do with them? Has anybody in here looked at that young piece of calico that just graduated from college that came in here with the long legs and thought about putting them legs up and timing them in a pretzel? Has anybody in here stolen anything from their job like time or money? Has anybody in here thought of fornication in an improper way? Has anybody in here stole 20 cents from the collection plate? Has anybody in here? And I tell them. If you want to walk your ass down here and give your spirit and life over to the Lord and his savior, if anybody in here has had the following, come on down. I'm going to lay hands on you. All right. Listen, <laughs> Ninja be like, oh, shit. Everybody get up. I knew it. I knew it. Everybody in here needed a little bit of Lord and Savior, and everybody need hands laid on them. Get the holy oil out on these people right there. Get a little holy oil out here. All right, we laying hands on foreheads for ninja for ninjas, and we laying hands on titties for the ladies. Come on now. Mm. <laughs> Yo, hey, I'm telling you stuff that I know almost all of us. us have experienced as men and certainly as women. So I'm giving you things and you're convicted. You're sitting there like, how does Ninja know everything that happened in my relationship? I know. I absolutely know what has happened because I know what we allow to happen in relationships. And I know what are the common arguments and I know what make relationships in most of the time. It's like gaslighting and shit. Like it's like it's stuff that people should, they know you shouldn't do. But we do it anyway. We do it anyway, and or we experience it anyway, and then people have the same common argument. Well, you're controlling, insecure, and I'm not happy. From the woman side, from the ninja side, you end up uh, expecting too much of your girl, and or this is what you'll do. You'll take your role too seriously in a relationship. Never take your role too seriously in a relationship. I'm doing this shit to save you. You think that she wants to be protected and secured because that's what she asked for. But that's not what she really wants, Ninja. She don't really want that shit. That's not what she wants. I know. I I'm going to clear that up later. I'm going to clear that up later. All right. Shout out to Jake, which says license or LPN license is two years. RN is two years as well. Some RN, RN programs are bachelor's BSNs. And others are associates. There are bridge programs that do LPN to BSN, which is four years. All right. Thank you for clearing all that up. It depends on how they do it and what degree they have. Well, I'm sure that straggle dag only did the two-year program. He says, the comments were right, but it's confusing. Source, my mom is an NP, which is a nurse practitioner, nurse practitioner and did LPN and RN, but NP school. Oh, my little Jesus. All right, shout out to you, Jake. I appreciate you clearing that up because there are levels to this shit for sure. All right, what does it mean? What's the difference? You stick a needle in my arm and somebody can't? Some can wipe my ass and some can't? What's the difference? We got a lot of nurses, even male nurses that follow us. What's the difference? 
Caitlin says, uh, the selfishness in women will continue to keep them perpetually single. He says, to last with a man for years, even decades, women need to be uh, do a better job at practicing selflessness, not selfishness, selflessness. Say that five times in a row, fast. They need to practice that. Let me see here. Let me check Venmo. We do have some Venmos. Julian says, they gave you ninjas a bailout during C-19 and y'all brought, bought weed and fake Jordans. <laughs> but you said you brought it, but they bought it too. They did give y'all a bailout. And some ninjas took PPP loans. Man, I'm telling y'all, hey man, the human race is absolutely a disgrace. It's absolutely a disgrace. You guys think you're smart and you're super duper dumb. And then y'all gonna claim, you know, all kind of shit, man. You could have made out like a bandit. As a matter of fact, if y'all watched me all throughout, because I was making content before C-19, I told y'all and warned y'all. I was like, do not take PPP. Do not take unemployment. These are all traps. These are all slave traps, right? This would be like, the this these things were like the equivalent of putting chicken and watermelon under, under like uh, somewhere in the middle of Green Greenville, North Carolina, and the slave quarters was like, you know what I mean? Like 20 yards away. And the, the gun line was 15 yards away. And then the chicken and watermelon was 20 yards. Like, I was like, do not. <laughs> what did I tell you? I said, don't take the rental moratorium. It's a trap. I said, do not take the student loan debt moratorium. It's a trap. Do not take the PPP loan. It's a trap. I said, do not take unemployment. It's a trap. I kept telling y'all. And y'all was like, nah, you don't know what you're talking about. If you have five LOCs, you can get. And I was like, don't do it. Take the slow route. Take the slow route. Don't do it. Stay steady. Stay the course. Keep the pace. Stay focused. I said, if you do this, and I was saying this right when it was happening, so nobody could take it away from me. I was like, if you do this, because y'all ain't just trying to parlay and flip and get over. I was like, if you do this, you're going to come out on top. You're going to come out ahead of everybody else. Everybody else is going to fall like that ninja. Uh, I mean, I ain't going to talk about him, but I was like, everybody else is going to get set back. Yeah, this free money, you going to turn down free money. I was like, they have they said it's a loan. Well, when it, and I said the trap is in the language. They said this is a loan. But it turns into a loan after certain things are met and then later on down the line. So it's not really a loan, but it's a loan. I was like, do not do this. Mm. I was like, do not. You guys are idiots. And I was saying this right when it was going down, before it was going down. I was like, you guys are going to get set back. And I said, um, I was like, when they do, I said, when they do the rental moratoriums, pay your rent. Do not take the moratorium because then they're going to come back and you're going to get a $20,000 bill. I was trying to help y'all. I was trying to help y'all, but guess what? A lot of people are set back. You didn't pay down your student loan debt. I was like, this is the perfect opportunity to pay down your student loan debt. Why? It wasn't accruing interest. And then guess what? <laughs> now they're going to put it back on three years later, get you comfortable, out of budget, inflation with ninjas, man. And it, wasn't, and it wasn't just black folks. It was a lot of folks that were doing this. But I was trying to tell you, you guys do not do this. I was telling y'all in real time, do not fall for this shit. 
All they were doing was just tricking you back into slavery. Yeah. All right. He wrong. All right. Yeah. <laughs> he wrong. Sure was. Cody says 100% the truth is real. <laughs> Shout out to you. And, he, and they also tried to. Apparently, they tried to put retroactive interest on student loans. They tried to put retro. That's how they try to do y'all. Just realize they tried to put retroactive interest on you on the student loan. Man, they, they are not looking out for you. They was trying to do y'all in. Like they were trying to really, they was trying to, that. like that would have torpedoed everybody. That would have been the official end of a lot of people if they would have put that retroactive interest on you. They tried to do it. Yes, I showed you this. That was a dirt, man, that would have been a pure dirt bought that bag move. But again, I don't trust the government. I don't trust the government. So I told you during the time, pay off the student loan now because you don't have any interest. It's the best time to pay it off. Once the interest kicks back in, you're in trouble. Anyway, we keep it real around here. Uh, let's see here. Lawar Moore says, damn, I broke my feet hurting. That bitch slipping. Okay, hold. I already read that. I did. I get uh, Black Blick Panther AJ. NWO was on your neck yesterday. <laughs> he says, keep your eyes peeled out here, Coachy, sir. They were. New, 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 new world order. Okay, the NWO definitely paid a uh, paid a uh, visit to my stream yesterday. The Raw Track, longtime ninja watcher. But anyway, your opinion on the consent app. And he says, but good Lord, we are gone, coach. My opinion on the consent app. I think you shared it on Locals, a consent app. Um, Well, I could make it. <laughs> I definitely could sell it. Is it going to be worth anything? No. Everybody knows that women will not. And I got to read a little bit more further through the lines of what you were talking about. But everybody knows women will never want to hold accountability, right? So if there's a chance that you can challenge their accountability up front, they're not going to participate. They're not, they'll just, they'll just elect to not this participate. And I actually demonstrated this by showing you um, a survey that was done of women. It was a survey, an actual survey that surveyed about 2000 women and asked them, would you sign a consent app if a man presented it to you in, in person prior to sexual relationship? And the majority of them said, no, they wouldn't do it. And they gave their reasons why <laughs> they gave their reasons why. And from their reasoning, I thought about it and I said, okay, that would make sense why they wouldn't do it. Okay. And the reason why they wouldn't do it is because they think that you're going to do something that they're going to, they're going to regret, or you're going to do something bad to them. So then you're going to be able to distinguish that and say they consented to it. You understand? So the, the, so the protection of yourself, number one, if you think you're messing with a woman who could remove consent, Consider messing with another woman. You don't need to mess with that one. You don't be so, don't be so horny. Get some damn dis dick discipline. If you think you're messing with a woman that you can't trust, which is to me all of them, damn near all of them, well, don't mess with her. All right, go monk mode, leave her alone, go pay. I mean, if, if that's what we're doing out here, but all women have the ability to remove consent at any point, even during. That's the world we live in. So that's just my opinion on consent apps and consent and consent. Um, sometimes you got to roll the dice. I, I don't, I don't ignore, I don't support rolling the dice. I support 
uh, making sure everything's clear and safe prior to. With that being said, any woman can change during the middle. And it's a it, it's a very, very tough scenario. Uh, also, men, stop trying to get free punani all the time. Uh, most of these consent issues do occur not they, they do occur outside of pay for play. They occur when you're trying to get it for free and you're pushing and pushing and pushing. And sometimes you guys don't understand. And ladies listening to me understand this. Women can have sex and not enjoy it. Let's just get this straight. Mm. Women can have sex and not enjoy it. Like they can give you access to them and they don't mean or want to give you access. Do you guys understand that? Now, on the other hand, men don't work this way. So let's just say you pushed and pushed and pushed. And she's like, well, I don't want them to be mad at me. So she gives you sex. She didn't intend to give it to you, nor wanted to. She's just doing it to shut you up and get out of here alive. Number two, she wants to remain alive. So she'll give you sex. Number three, she wants to keep attachment to you. She wants to keep you liking her. So she'll give you sex. She doesn't even enjoy it, right? So she'll give it to you. Married women, she'll give it to you knowing that you're going to keep begging her anyway. So she got to give it to you. Sometimes they freeze and feel like I can't overpower you and they'll give it to you. So this is what I want men to understand that from that perspective, you got it for free. But them, they're like, oh, man, all right, look. <laughs> um, and just because you're getting it from them doesn't mean you did anything. You still got to finish the job. Meaning you got to make sure, hey, everybody was comfortable. Did you like what happened? Did you, you know, did you enjoy it? If you didn't, what could I do better? Okay, all right. Let me get you home safely. Let me make sure you got to complete the job. Just getting a nut is not going to complete the job. You want to make sure then that she doesn't have any feelings of regret after she leaves. This is why I don't mess with drunk bitches. Bitches that do cocaine and Molly and perks. I don't mess with them. This is what makes it better for me to not deal with this consent issue. I want her to be sober. I want her to be in agreement. I want her to somewhat enjoy it. It's not necessary, but it's going to happen anyway because she's messing with the right man. She's going to enjoy it. And I want her to be under the understanding that I want to make sure she gets back home safe and as early as possible, meaning almost immediately 15 minutes after I finish. So let's start the process of getting home. All right. And making sure she doesn't think anything in addition is attached to this, meaning there's no relationship after this. There's no uh, extent. There's no excessive payment. There's no payout. Like there's nothing in addition to this because one more thing, guys. Women can have sex with a man and still think that she deserves more. You have to clear that shit up. Does she anticipate a relationship after this? Does she, she anticipate money? Does she anticipate shopping spree, a handbag? Does she anticipate getting married after that? That's what gets you in trouble. Because you had the sex and she consented. But afterwards, you didn't give her what she wanted. And then she removed the consent. I'm, I'm teaching, teaching from the position of leader, of father. So you got to make sure, clear everything up and tie up any loose ends. Does she have a boyfriend and you, you got the sex from her and now she's got to act funny and explain to her boyfriend where she was. And guys, a lot of men have gotten in trouble by messing with women who are in relationships. 
You mess with a married woman. You mess with a boyfriend. You mess with a white girl if you're a ninja. Well, if anybody's seen that woman associate with you or she can't explain to her boyfriend and husband where she was, she can then say she was assaulted by you. These things have happened to a lot of men. This actually happened. This is kind of the Andrew Tate scenario. That was the first inkling of something going wrong. There was a boyfriend involved. Now, people want to say what happened then and there, but because there was a boyfriend involved, now there's an explanation and everybody got to explain or he's got to be like, well, she wouldn't be there. She wouldn't do that unless she was there un against her will. And then boom, the wife goes home. Where were you all night? And you smell like you've been dicked down. And then he, she's like, no. And then she asked and she was like, okay, finally, Jamal from my job. Uh, I didn't intend to go over there and have sex, but then it just happened. And I feel like he assaulted me. Guys, that happens. That happens. You're, you're going to get blamed for it. And then she's got to play that shit out. She wants to stay married. She doesn't want to be seen as a cheater. So she's got to say, yeah, I, I gave it to Jamal. It went too far. He offered me alcohol. I didn't want it. He put a perk in there and I got felt dizzy. Guys, <laughs> if people don't understand that this happens all the time, I don't know what to tell you. And you will be used as a sacrificial lamb. You will be used as a sac sacrificial lamb with the quickness with these women. Ask Andrew Tate his first known scenario was something like that. His first known scenario was something like that. One of the girls, because he was very, probably very picky as to who he involves himself with. Unfortunately, one of the girls had a boyfriend. And that's where the confusion started. Tell me I'm lying. Tell me I'm lying. That was the first known flub where the shit got a little haywire, <laughs> right? And it was all kind of shit. And then, that happened, and then now all the other stuff had to happen as a result, right? Anyway, so, you know, people think I'm just exaggerating and making up scenarios, but that's an absolute 100% fact. That is exactly how his problem started. He didn't have any problems until that. He didn't have any problems until that, right? Kobe, too. Kobe Bryant, too. Same thing. Kobe Bryant had the exact same scenario where he went and put the, he tried to put the banana in the tailpipe and then he, and then, and then the girlfriend came home and she probably was in euphoria because she messed with Kobe and uh, she probably let it slip. And her boyfriend was like, what the hell? Then when they examined her panties, she had three other men's semen in her panties. So, and none of them were Kobe's or her boyfriend. Figure that shit out. Figure that out. Now you make sense of that. See, those details didn't get out to the public because the media and, and and it didn't get out to the public because Kobe settled with the woman. But people didn't know that about that. Look it up in the case. The defense was going to go at her neck and she settled because of that one thing. They went in there. They said, let's do a grape kit. They took, she took some panties out. She went to the police station. They took her panties. They examined it and found three other men's DNA in them panties. And neither her boyfriend or Kobe was one of them. So I'm just telling you. <laughs> telling you. 
when you're dealing with women in sex, you got to make sure you tie up the loose ends very, very good beforehand. And if you feel untrustworthy, gentlemen, have some discipline. If you feel the woman's untrustworthy, don't proceed. Just leave it alone. Just leave it alone and let her go home. Don't press. Don't feel desperate like you got to get this nut off. Just let her go home or 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 don't deal with her. If, she, if she's like if she's tipsy or drunk, let her go. Let her go. All right. I don't mess with tipsy or drunk women. Uh, tipsy, I do. Drunk, I don't mess with. Or high on drugs, I, I don't even mess with. I'll leave them alone. All right. Let's talk about this. Says men don't realize how bored and lonely you are. Uh, shout out to the game coaches that tell you to go outside and touch grass. I tell you that too. Go touch grass and ass. But they will, you know, a lot of people will uh, assume and tell guys, you guys got to go outside. You guys got to go out at night. You guys got to go here and uh, meet women and talk to them. And I've been telling you for a while, women don't go outside. The majority of women are indoors, <laughs> right? Thus, the game is online. I'm sorry. When women do go outside, they're like kittens. They go outside. They open the door. Look out. They run to their car. <laughs> they get in their car, scroll on their phone, let the gas burn. Then they drive somewhere. They park. They look outside. They run into the store. <laughs> All right. They don't stay outside just standing around. They run into the store. They run into Panera Bread. They run somewhere. They run into Target. All right. They come outside with their golf, with their cart, run to the car, <laughs> right? Get all they shit in as fast as possible before they get harassed, get in the car, right? Drive back home, look. They run inside the house. <laughs> Your whole foods, you know what I mean? Whatever they're doing, they're going to go spend some money. So you're almost, it's almost possible impossible to find a woman out in the wild. So you have to interrupt them. They're, you're, they're at Whole Foods, they're at Sprouts, they're at Target. So you got to interrupt them. And let me just tell you, it's disrespectful. It's disrespectful. Your, your ability to get this, um, get this woman to be able to bend to your will while they're occupied is slim to none. And so women don't understand this either. No, win, no men approach me. Well, you look busy, right? You're measuring lemon and limes and shit. You know what I mean? You're only ever trying those shoes. You're already doing, you're always doing something. You're not just sitting there. So nobody's going to approach you while you seem busy. And then you got headphones on and a stank face. So not many men are going to shoot their shot. But this being said, I want to share this with you. And uh, you might not be able to see it, but I'll read it for you. I'll try to read it. Women are very lonely creatures and they're boring. They're bored. Not they're boring. They're bored. 99% of the chance. I always come up with these numbers. The majority of a woman's life is absolutely boring. Boring. Ladies, let them know. you They act busy, but they ain't doing a damn thing. Trust me. They ain't doing a damn Never think a woman's busy. She's doing absolutely nothing. And of course, this is a woman here. I'm 43 years old. I have zero friends. Guys, they can't keep friends at all. They cannot keep friends. And outside of my coworkers, and go. All right, so she's going to let everybody else talk here. Now, even attractive women, they're bored. They don't know what to do, especially if they're not in a relationship. And they're boring. 
They be on their phone. They're thinking about relationship. They can't keep friends. Ladies, most ladies don't have the same friends that they had five months ago, five years ago. They're constantly rotating through friends like they rotate to underwear and run, rotate through relationships. Never assume a woman's busy. There's no possible way she could be busy. Now, she's busy probably spending money. She's busy probably planning and plotting. She's busy fornicating. She's busy uh, making somebody annoyed by her. But they're just not busy. They're not busy. I had to study. They don't study like that. So here it is right here. Here it is right here. I can't make this larger. That's what he said. So let me read some of the responses here. And here's, these are all women. All right. We should start a group. <laughs> these are social creatures. And of course, the world, the way the world works, this is why they're depressed because they can't socialize. All right. And um, let me read some of these responses from women. Uh, Geneva says, me too. Kim says, me too. Is so lonely and I'm sad all the time. We should have a group on here. Online, of course. Uh, Lucy says, same. All right, let me let me scroll it down here. And uh, as they scroll, I'm going to go ahead and read them. Uh, start scrolling already. And uh, here's LV. There are a lot of us here like this. It's okay. Find yourself. No one can or will make you happy until you can make yourself happy. LOL, I think she says. Melanie says, you are not alone. This person says, same here and me too. And Ice is nice, says, I'm here for you. I think that's a male. Purple Rain says, I'm the same way. I'm not living. I just exist. A bunch of other women feel you. Me too. Same here. Monica, welcome to the club. The No Friends Club. Exactly. Friends are overrated, this one says. Brad says, same. Rochio says, me too. Kelly, I feel you. Jamie, me too. So does Lisa. So is Sandy. Carrie says, same here. So is Maggie. JoJo says, same. Mariana, same. Victoria, me too. Michelle, same girl. And so forth and so on. Guys, Tracy, Andy, Rebecca. We got a whole bunch of people here. Denise, Michelle. Two, two. <laughs> hey, uh, there, there, look, we got a lot of same. Look, I'm going to just let this roll right here. This is me. Same here. You are beautiful, somebody says. Look at same, same. All right, guys, listen. Now, I don't say this to belittle women. I give this to understand and give men to understand what's going on out here. First of all, most of these women are well over 35. Most women over 35 are bored and lonely. All right. And they're hypersexual and they're horny, too. But um, they're bored. They Not all women are outside. Like when they tell you to go outside and start approaching, I would venture to say only generally 20% of the women are outside and available to be approached. Only 20% of available women. So it's not actually a numbers game. The majority of women aren't even outside. <laughs> the majority of women aren't even outside to be approached. Not long enough to be approached at, 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 at the most part. And of course, let's just say one of these women were outside and you caught them lacking. The first thing she's going to do is make it hard for you to, to, uh, to have approached and get the number. She's going to make it hard for you. And it's not because it's hard to get her. She's doing this so as to not appear desperate and bored. Mm. This is a play. 
and also not to appear easy. So she'll say, I got a boyfriend and no, I'm not interested in no. And she'll go back home eating out a cup of noodles and she'll go at home sitting there uh, binging on Netflix, acting like she's studying. She, she, she got no better option. She got no better option, bro. She lied to you. She made it hard. And the reason why she has to do that is, number one, she doesn't want to look desperate. She doesn't want to look um, uh, like, like she's bored and have nothing going on in her life. And she can't be make it make. She can't make it that easy because if she makes it that easy and you actually begin uh, want to get with her, then you're going to think she makes it easy for everybody else. If you walked up to her and you were like, hi, miss. And she's like, here's my number. And you're like, oh, shit. I'm like, all right, let me go beat the brakes off of her. And then she's going to say, hey, I want a relationship. And you're going to be like, yeah, but I just walked up to you and you gave me the number in three seconds. I can't give you a relationship because do you let every man hit it that fast? So this is why some of these women know inherently they can't be seen as relationship material if they give their number out to you that fast. You're eventually going to consider that a red flag. So they got to kind of make you work for it. And I'm not desperate and I have so much going on. Most of these women don't have shit going on. Now, that doesn't mean they don't have sneaky links. Doesn't mean they don't have boyfriends. It doesn't mean they don't have marriages. Please understand, they can have all of this and still be bored and lonely. When we talk about relationships, most people assume you're going to get in a relationship and not be bored. Women think they're going to get in a relationship and not be bored and lonely anymore. False. Most women and men are their loneliest when they're married. See, we don't get into it, man. Most people will find that they the loneliest and bored they ever have been in the context of a relationship. Indeed. Let's get on to the next part right here. Uh, sisters, this is for you. Because they're going to be like, you're always picking on me. I just had a white woman up there, a bunch of white women up here. And a previous mud shark with the guy was white. <laughs> right? Who else was white on here? All right. Uh, oh, we was talking about the women in Great Britain going to go, you know, lose her house. Here's a sister right here. A shout out to Medium Man. Medium Man. He's a content creator. Seems like he's up and coming. I'm only going to pay a portion of the edit that he played, but I'm going to share from your channel. Fair use. Okay. This is a, a, apparently Rebecca Lynn Pope, dating coach for women. She once crucified women and almost lost half her business. And then she had to come in and come back around. She has a clip in here, but this is going to be women. This is a woman saying that black women are the most homophobic women in America. And she's not lying. Let her play the clip and then we'll go ahead and break it down from here. Homophobic people ever in our community black women are more homophobic than y'all yes, call heterosexual true. men gay for everything that they do that they don't include <laughs> women in <They> can't have <laughs> fun they can't talk on the phone they can't hold an umbrella can't do shit. as soon as you exclude <laughs> women from the fucking equation they automatically gay. everywhere i look it is gay black men so between the ages of 28 and 40 Fine, tall, dark skin, pretty brown skin, and has no kids. He's gay. That's right. He, with, he's a gay. Job, with a good paying job. That, 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 you, you, you describe that the gay man. Because if any gay man <laughs> is that fine and he don't got no kids at the age of 40, he's gay. He's gay. He's okay. So the narrative is. <laughs> 
The narrative is if, in fact, a man is 40, attractive, do you hear what they're saying? And I'm going to tell you why they're saying it. If a man, they're talking about black men, is attractive, has good skin, no kids, a good paying job, he gay. I mean, that's that's what they're saying. Let's continue. There's more. There's more to this. Uh, here we go. A woman kind of had the same request, and I said, that man is gay. If this man makes all this money, he's this fine, he's this tall, and he never had any children by the age of 45, he what? probably never dated women. Ah, dang. But I got to stop saying that because some people get offended when I say that. But I just would wonder if this man makes great money, this attractive, um, why would he have no kids? Like, I don't like light-skinned niggas. I think they all gay. I think any light-skinned nigga gay. So if you light-skinned, don't slide in my DM. Wow. I'm just they're extremely clean and creative things they like to decorate um hold on <laughs> all right so I, I don't know if you know on the internet there's a thing it says things masculine men aren't allowed to do and people go through videos of women and they put they add to the list of things that masculine men can't do it's a meme going around i don't know who's responsible for the meme but there's a meme going around that things that masculine men aren't allowed to do, and they'll use a woman's video, and they'll add to the list. Do yoga, eat popsicles, eat bananas, dance gen generally, go to brunch. All right, go. It's kind of funny. It's it's pretty funny. I see it on Twitter. Okay, uh, ride a bike, not cry, blow on hot food, go on trips, maybe with a male friend, go to the movies, um, have too many male friends, have too many female friends, uh. Uh, let me see here eat salad so <laughs> it's funny when they do it because they'll take a woman's clip on the internet and then they'll add to the list smoke hookah eat hot dogs text with emojis uh use an umbrella run for the bus <laughs> they're gonna get me copyrighted here be clean and decorate. All right. So there's the list being added there. And there's the medium man. Thanks for allowing me to share that. But you ain't getting no shine today on my show. All right. But no, shout out to you. Thank you for letting me share that. Uh, one of the things that I do see going on quite a bit is this use and slur of gay, especially if a man is saying or doing something that they don't like. Like if I'm telling you this, well, you must be gay. Or if I talk about this and we're talking about women, well, you must be gay. That's a slur. And I often wonder, these are some people who support and have these friends. They have gay friends. Like, they have gay male friends and gay hairdressers. And they go to gay nightclubs and they go to um, they go to the, the drag queen show and all of this stuff. They're supposed to be the biggest supporter of them. But then when they do, when you do something they don't like, it's gay. All right. And so we've experienced this. Certainly Kevin Samuels has experienced this at a great level because his characteristics seem to be effeminate. I wouldn't describe it as gay, but they were very effeminate. And a lot of people would watch him uncomfortably. But that actually was able to be, he was able to work that to his advantage because women relaxed around him and they didn't know that he was going to hit him over the head because he had a his voice was a little bit high. All right. And his mannerisms and the way he dressed and the way he presented himself. So he was a target for these comments. Now, it wasn't only him. I've been a target of those comments and it's kind of despicable and disgraceful. And why are why are a lot of women saying that they're coming across men that they believe to be gay and or 
have been down low or gay. And I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to actually tell you why this is the case. And I've actually been hitting on this point for quite a bit. The reason why black women are experiencing this is because black folks do not live nowhere outside of anywhere other than where black folks. In essence, they, they believe their world is what the rest of the world looks like. This is going to be a problem for black folks. This is why I've been telling young black men, if you can, get out of the community quickly. I know where you live, you might be comfortable. I would be severely uncomfortable in many of these places, Houston, Atlanta, Charlotte, Jacksonville. I could not live there. I would be very uncomfortable. <laughs> All right. I would not feel comfortable. I would feel like I stood out, stood out like a sore thumb. I would not feel like I was with my people. I would feel like I could be a potential victim at any particular point, but that's neither here nor there. I grew up on the West Coast. West Coast is different than the South. But for some reason, people are around the people that they are common with. And when I say things like, well, there's only a small percentage of blacks in America, people can't understand that. They're like, there's no way. There's actually people who believe that the U.S. Census is lying about the actual representation of blacks in America, which I can see why. Because you live in Gary, Indiana. Everywhere you go, there's black people. You live in Houston. You live in, in, you live in Atlanta. You live in Jacksonville. You live in Charlotte. You live in, you live in some of these places, Memphis. You can't imagine that the rest of the United States doesn't look like this. You think that this is a representation, a good representation of the United States. Because when you go outside, that is what exists. So with black women... They're the same. They typically don't date outside their race. They typically don't live outside of the community. And for various reasons, their church, their social circle, circle, their hairdresser is in the community. So for them to move miles away into a suburban community doesn't make sense because they'll just be driving back to the community, going to church and their hairdresser and picking up barbecue. Okay. And in their world, since they don't date interracially that much and they don't date outside of the community that much, they're only experiencing what they think is true of all men outside of that community. And it is super duper false. It where where most of you live does not even look like the rest of America. And you tend to be conglomerates, right? You tend to be living around People who look like you, where you go outside, 75% of people look like you. Well, if you went 20 miles outside of that area, you will see less and less and less of you. The more mileage you go, the less likely you'll see people like you. Thus, who are you messing with? You're probably in Atlanta, highly likely going to meet a guy on the down low. Highly likely going to meet a guy who is going back and forth for switch hitter. And at same thing in the Houston, same thing. You're highly likely to do that because you don't go outside of your comfort zone. And you're also highly likely going to fornicate with a family member that you don't know about and have some sort of incestuous and or a uh, uh, situation where you procreated with a long distance cousin. This is what is going on here. And this is what's happening. They, you guys are, you guys are actually just mating with the same people over and over again and or fornicating. 
because you stay in a small area. And a lot of you live in an area where the influx of people are far lower than the people who stay. Like, I'm sorry, the, the people who move in, I'll say it in a dumber way. The people who move in are, are at a low rate. There's more people that stay, less people that move in. So you're just recycling through each other. You're just recycling the dirty water. <laughs> That's all you're doing. Not many people move into your neighborhood. Not many people come in. Not many people move into East St. Louis. Not many people move into South Chicago. Not many people move into Memphis. Not many people move into Cleveland. <laughs> Not pe many people move into Indianapolis and Indiana and Gary. Not many people move into Milwaukee. Not many. Me now, a lot of people leave and a lot of people die and a lot of people go to jail and a lot of people don't. But what you're doing is your your circle is smaller. than. <laughs> and then the minute you say, yeah, more immigrants than immigrants, immigrants than immigrants. I don't know what that. Yeah, that's what that is. Not many people coming in. So you guys are just washing through the same people. The smaller it is, the worse it is. The smaller the city, the worse it is. So you're just washing through the same people. With that being said, you guys got to start getting out. Black men, I don't care what the black women are doing. You guys got to start traveling. Number one, you guys got to get out of your area. You are going to be shocked just leaving 25 miles out of your area. How that area looks nothing like where you grew up and lived. It looks nothing like you would anticipate the world to look like. Then go to another state, particularly on the West Coast. You're going to be mind blown. Then go to another country. You're going to be mind blown. Now, here's a crazy thing. The further you go, especially if you get into the African areas, you're going to see more dark people. But these aren't your people. These are other dark people. But the rest of the United States does not look like Jacksonville, Houston. And so you could tell a small minded person and those women who are saying men, this and umbrellas and all these black men are gay and light skinned dudes. You can tell their world is super small, super small. They haven't been out. This is an indicator to me to stay away from people like this because I'm like, this is a small-minded person. This person has not been outside it. Dude, this person could have went from Atlanta to Chicago, and she still hasn't opened her horizons up. I'm talking about driving. She could have drove from Chicago to Atlanta. She went from the black community in Chicago went all the way through the empty interstates, landed in Atlanta, and went to the Black Hood in Atlanta. She hasn't even left. She hasn't even left. <laughs> she hadn't left. She just went from one Black neighborhood to the other and stopped for gas in between. <laughs> right? And when she did that, she was scratching her weed, buying more sunflower seeds, and going to take a piss, and she just jumped back in the car. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. And he says, Coach, there are small upper-class enclaves with the alphabet issue as well. And it's, guys, the alphabet issue is there. But do you guys know there's, there's not that many alphabets in, in the United States? They are a small, a small community. They're, they're growing because you ninjas is out here on your tippy toes. They're growing. It's a super small community. But when you're looking at it, when you're looking at it, yes, there are some upper class communities with these enclaves and more likely, more likely you'll see, you'll see the street is paint with rainbows. It's not going to be like these people are mixing in. They're going to be somewhere in a certain area of San Diego. 
They're going to be in a certain neighborhood. Dude, when I was in New York, they had a whole rainbow area. They had a whole rainbow. I knew where I was at. So it wasn't like you would be shocked that a heterosexual male turned into a rainbow guy in that community. In that area of New York City, and it was in Manhattan, soon as you got there, you knew butterflies was in the sky. It wasn't like it was going to be a shock. Yeah, West Hollywood is another example. It's not in the hood. Well, it's the hood of L.A., in my opinion. But West Hollywood is an example. It's a somewhat upper-class area. But you know, if you go to West Hollywood, or if you get stopped with a woman in your car in West Hollywood, you know what you were doing. You knew why you went there. You knew why you went there. Should not be a surprise. So if a black woman ended up in West Hollywood, and she was surprised that a man was a homo, she shouldn't be surprised. But what they're saying is they're in a community where they're she's assuming people are hetero and they're turning into homo. Yeah, that's common in Houston. That's going to be common in New Orleans. That's going to be common in Atlanta. That tells me you haven't gone anywhere. Somebody said explain. Eddie Murphy. That's my explanation. <laughs> Eddie Murphy. That's the explanation about West Hollywood. Meaning if I go to look for girls walking the street in West Hollywood, and I let one jump in. And end of story. I don't even need to go further than that. Mm. I shouldn't been. Oh, I was over there for a reason. I was looking for that. It wasn't. It shouldn't have been a shock. If I go to Greenwich Village in New York, and I let somebody jump into my car dressed like a woman or a man, I don't care. And he jumps into my car, and I say, I didn't realize. Yeah, <laughs> you should have known. You were there. You should have went to Figueroa, Ninja. Should have went to Figueroa. You ended up in West Hollywood and you're shocked. That's what I mean. You were looking for it. <laughs> All right, anyway. All right, you should have known, brother. There ain't nothing over there but that. All right, hold on for a second. What am I doing here? Okay, uh, is that it? Protecting or hurting kids. <laughs> I'm not going to go because I don't want to ruin the good name of our brother. Last one, and then we'll get on to the Super Chats. And then we should be at the main event. Yeah, man, because I'm trying to stay under three hours. Yeah, right. I'm going to have to do less subject matters. This is a therapist, I believe. I'm going to call him a therapist, a doctor. I think he goes by Dr. something, Dr. Strange, Dr. Feelgood. All right, Um, this is going to deal with parents, particularly females and therapists and counselors that remove children from fathers and saying they're protecting the children from the father. And I believe he probably deals with this, so he had to address it. And this is true. I've dealt with this. Many fathers deal with this. And he's going to tell you what this really is and what the damage those people are doing to the child. Let's continue. Yo, stop providing refuge to these young kids, these young teenagers, these young adults who are running away from home and ultimately running away from accountability. I'm seeing it way too often. I've experienced it multiple times. And what's really alarming is the young men who are running away from strong male guidance and accountability. They're running away from their fathers. Why? Because they have a strong man in the household who can't be moved. And everybody else in the community, other family members are bendable. And they, they can manipulate them but they can't manipulate that father guess what i'm talking to the people that's providing refuge for them 
I'm not necessarily talking to the kid that's running away because, you know, I thought about running away as a kid. When I was a kid, McDonald's cheeseburgers was like 59 cents. The hamburger was like 49 cents. I saved my money. But then I realized I ain't got nowhere to go. Family, community, everybody is going to turn me in. But nowadays, you got people that are providing refuge and they think they're helping. But you're not, because if you were helping, you would take that kid and you say, you know what? I'll give you a couple minutes, but guess what? We're going to go back to your space, to your father, to your mother, and you're going to face that accountability. And ultimately, you're probably going to need to apologize. All right. And so this is this is a common thing that happens today. And he said in the past, if a kid wanted to run away from home, normally people would turn him back in. And now we do have situations where kids are clearly being abused, meaning physically and or sexually and or definitely they're being intimidated. We do know that that's to be the case here. But unfortunately, we live in a country as well that has a high divorce rate. We have people that are constantly trying to get custody of their children, women in particular that don't want to deal with 50-50 parentage. They want 100% just to be able to make uh, decisions unilaterally about the children or the child without the father's input at all. And one of the ways to do this is to say the father is abusive. The father is not touching them. The father is not beating them, but the father is reigning over them, the reign of terror. The father, the child is scared of the father, and that shouldn't be the case. And this is some weak generation X parenting where they say the kid shouldn't be afraid of you um, and stuff like this. And they overcompensate by being the child's friend and asking for input on how to parent from a person who is under 18. But that's neither here nor there. What he's also acknowledging is that these people are thinking they're helping the child by removing them from the parent that is keeping them accountable and also the parent that's ultimately going to re be responsible for them into adulthood, they're actually hurting them by not letting the kid be accountable, right? So we know a kid is normally going to want to not be around a parent that holds them uh, to a standard. Not many kids want that, especially if there's an option to do otherwise. Uh, the parent that is not going to be moved, Typically, fathers are not going to be moved, right? We're not going to be bumped off our square, especially a person as strong-willed as I am. Not many kids can tell me how to direct things, and especially kids that actually I am going to be responsible for when you turn 18, 19, 20, 21, and there's no therapist or counselors or baby mother or anyone to interfere. It's just me and you, and rent is due, right? Your rent's due, motherfucker. Okay. And you chose a bad boyfriend and he knocking upside your head, right? Or you had an un unplanned pregnancy. Then these people are left to their own. Then these people are out here drowning and floundering. Unfortunately, they torpedo and sabotage and burned every bridge with the one accountable and responsible parent. So teachers tend to do this. Therapists, baby mother terrorists, they tend to do this and fracture this instead of having the kid be told, hey, you got to toe the line. You got to follow the rules. And most of the time, kids are aware of this and they know they don't want to follow the rules anymore. That's simply why. And then people will coddle them. And unfortunately, these people are the least likely to protect them and need immediately and in the future, certainly in the future, when it's time to pay the bills, when it's time to be responsible, when it's time to get a job, when it's time to hold and toe the line, these people will not be able to help 
the people that were so-called protecting them. And then when the father does not come back to help that child, guess who gets blamed? The father. If that kid becomes a failure or like in the case of Russell Simmons, the kids are not doing well. They're spoiled. They need help financially. The father says, go screw you, kid. Guess who is going to get blamed? If the kid becomes a loser, a criminal, a thug, like in Memphis, there was a young man in Memphis that went up to a news agency, a newscasting station, and he went up and shot up the newscasting station. Immediately, and the, the young man was 31 years old. Immediately, they she started going, the father didn't help. See, here's the thing. Here's the thing. You can't remove fathers from children and then say that the father should be there helping and holding things accountable. See, it's always the case. It's always Jermaine's fault. It is all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's Make sure kids know that they have to be accountable to someone. Normally, the people helping are not the people that are going to be accountable for those kids or young adults. And they're also not going to hold the kid accountable. That's the way the kid is able to manipulate. So let me play it all the way through again. This is happening through our world. Number one, the number one reason why is Gen X parents overcompensated for their how they were raised by their parents. And they have become weak to children. They have become scared of children. Gen X parents are more likely to believe the child over the teacher, the child over the coach the child over the co-parent, the child over. And we know kids ain't shit a lot of times, right? We know kids are doing a lot of things that they don't know they're doing. They're not aware and or they know they're manipulative. So Gen X parents are more likely to believe them because they're scared to challenge. These parents are scared to challenge real authority. Real, they're scared to challenge the principal. They're scared to, well, they're scared to challenge their kid and uphold the teacher's story, or the principal, or the coach. We know this of Gen X. So as much as I am a Gen X supporter, I know that the weakest parents in the world of all times are Generation X parents. Of all time. They're the worst of the worst. They're absolutely abysmal. And they're the ones that have led these kids to reading Rainbow. They're the, they're the ones that led these kids to be transitioning into everything other but what real human beings, they're the ones that are parenting from books. They're the ones that didn't want to tell their kids no. They're the ones that didn't want to spank them. They're the ones who wanted to be their friends. They're the ones who wanted to look the mother to look like the daughter. They're the ones who the fathers wanted to be around. The they're the ones. They wanted to be the cool parents. And look at what you got. Let's go ahead and continue here. You wanted to be everything your parents weren't. And you overcompensated. And now we're feeling the corrections here. Here we go. Yo, stop providing refuge to these young kids, these young teenagers, these young adults who are running away from home and ultimately running away from accountability. I'm seeing it way too often. I've experienced it multiple times. And what's really alarming is the young men who are running away from strong male guidance and accountability. They're running away from their fathers. Why? Because they have a strong man in the household who can't be moved. And everybody else in the community, other family members are bendable. And they, they can manipulate them, but they can't manipulate that father. Guess what? I'm talking to the people that's providing refuge for them. 
I'm not necessarily talking to the kid that's running away because, you know, I thought about running away as a kid. When I was a kid, McDonald's cheeseburgers was like 59 cent. The hamburger was like 49 cent. I saved my money. But then I realized I ain't got nowhere to go. Family, community, everybody is going to turn me in. But nowadays you got people that are providing refuge and they think they're helping. But you're not, because if you were helping, you would take that kid and you say, you know what? I'll give you a couple minutes, but guess what? We're going to go back to your space, to your father, to your mother, and you're going to face that accountability. And ultimately, you're probably going to need to apologize. All right. Uh, shout out to him on that one. Of course, people will start shuffling on it. I think he's hitting the nail on the head. What we want to do as a means to so-called protect kids is protect them from accountability. Many times, protect them from responsibility. All right, we've actually heard stories of parents that go into court and say, well, my kid grew up in the suburbs and poor, he can't go to prison. Gen X parents, more than likely. More than likely. Uh, Gen X parents are known to say, well, my kids are going to drink anyway, so might as well, I might as well drink with them and smoke weed with them here at the house as opposed to them doing it outside. Now, that might sound like a good idea, but that's some irresponsible last parenting, <laughs> right? That's some that means you raised them completely fucking wrong, all right? And you have no means to pull their ass back. So you party with them and you smoke with them and you smoke their first joint with them when they come become 16 and you give them their first drink and y'all laugh and sniggle. And then all of a sudden, this ninja selling drugs at the high school. Trust me, I know a story like that. Parents did that and they thought it was funny. They thought it was cool and cute. And then this dude, he's selling drugs at the high school. And that's an extreme story. And that was the case. Unfortunately, that child has died. Okay. That young man is dead. Girlfriend found him dead. He couldn't kick the habit. He became a junkie. And maybe the girlfriend has something to do with it. But I saw that. I saw that boy become that. And the parents that thought it was all cool for letting him do this. And I, at least if he does it with me, he ain't going to do it outside. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. And you, you, yeah, he ended up dead. Probably early 20s. Okay. It, it's crazy. It's crazy. But these Gen X parents are the ones that are pulling this shit. Mostly. Mostly. And they're creating these weak ass kids for weak society. For sure. For sure. Anyway. Uh, shout out to Jones G says, June is men's mental health month. Thanks for all you do. Shout out to you. Shout out to you. Does anybody care? No, because we got Rainbow Month. Is that still going on? <laughs> Sorry, here we go. But normies are going to normie. That's why I don't listen to people. And I don't. I never really listen to people give me advice because then they also, as they're giving me advice, they do stupid shit like that. Well, my kid is going to, I'll let my kids have sex um, in my house because they're going to have sex anyway. <laughs> so I give them a room. Hey, guys, uh, Gen X parents are more likely to allow their kid, their, their daughter, to have a boyfriend and let the daughter go upstairs and close the door. And then when that kid needs to move out, like this guy will do, that kid, that young boy will say, I'm getting sex from, my from this girl, right? And what is he going to do? Oh, my parents suck. My parents are abusive. My parents hate me. Oh, you can stay here. This is normally lower class people who do this, middle to lower class. I'll just stay here. And guess what your daughter getting? Free throttling. You just giving them a hotel, a free sex hotel. And then you're like, oh, I'll take, 
uh, just stay here overnight. Come here. I'll get you dinner. You can study. You can do this and you'll go home. Uh, you can spend the night. That's some middle class, lower class, and mostly white folks shit. All right, white folks, white weak ass Generation Z parents be doing that. <laughs> they be doing that, thinking that they helping, and all they doing is letting the, the teenage boy throttle their daughter when they ain't home. <laughs> That's all they doing. Well, they're going to do it anyway. The fuck, man, man, these people are weak ass people. Gen Z, Gen X, weak ass parents. Now, I've got double charge from this place, so. I see I'm gotten a uh, PayPal. They took some money on my damn PayPal. I'm going to have to call their asses up. This is reprehensible behavior. Uh, Mr. Offset says, Coach, you're absolutely right. Women often play games by claiming they're too busy when they're at home doing nothing but stuffing their face with large pizza all by themselves and mindlessly browsing through Instagram and TikTok. But once they become your girlfriend, suddenly they don't seem to be busy anymore and want to be around you all the time. He says, it's like, where did all of your busyness go? Shaking my head 100%. You're going to find you get in a relationship with them. They were previously too busy for you. And then they get in a relationship and move in and they ain't so busy no more. All right. You know what? They're going to put on their lazy girl outfit. They're going to put on their booty shorts, yoga pants, tank top, and they're either going to put on a bonnet or their hair in a pineapple, and they feet all out stanking all up on your furniture, smelling like corn nuts. Where's all the friends? Where's all that shit that you have to do? Where's all the studying? You will find that a woman that says she studies a lot don't study at all. Because when you're around and she says, I have to study, she can barely do it for 10 minutes. <laughs> all right. Absolutely atrocious behavior, man. Uh, what do we got here? Grease man, Texas, the BW mentality is twisted. The more I got paid, travel, and bought a home, the more they avoided me. <laughs> oh, Jesus. He says an ex tried to be, wait, an ex tried being independent and live in Section 8 housing, struggling, and she would rather do that than live in a three-bedroom house in the suburbs with me. I cut her off. Most love the struggle and the you are white. That's almost the next is you are gay. You are white. You're whitewashed. If you love fishing, hiking, traveling, and nature photography, he says, nah, I, ain't, I just enjoy life. Black men that don't fall into the pookie or cool swag black guy. I would advise you right now, if you're not that guy, do not date black women. They, you have like 98%, you have 98% uh, of black women will eliminate themselves from you. If you don't live in the city and you don't have swag and you not, like a player and you don't talk like this, you know what I'm saying? You can be 50 years old. If you talk like this, you know what I'm saying, baby? If you don't talk like that, forget it. Then just you better date a Mexican. And it's getting bad now that you can't even you can't even date people outside your race because they want you to be like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> just, 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 you know, you know, you know, talking out all out the corner of your mouth. You <laughs> well, you ain't really black. Where are you going? Well, I'm going to go on my side by side, and we're going to we're going to the desert to ride ATVs. Mm. She don't want to do that. She just want to go sit somewhere. Hey, let's go somewhere and sit. <laughs> No, we're actually going to go in the desert and you'll need that. We'll have drink beers and we'll go shoot guns and we'll 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 get dirty and sandy and we'll drop a fishing line. And huh? 
No, hell no. No, I want to go somewhere and sit and look pretty. That's what black women want to do. They want to go somewhere and sit. <laughs> sit and drink. What are we going to do? Let's go somewhere. Let's do something. Okay. What do you want to do, honey? We're going to go somewhere and sit. Mm. And do what? Well, we'll sit there. We'll sit there and watch something. We'll sit there. <laughs> like, what the fuck? No, I don't want to do that. We'll go sit and talk. And we'll go sit and laugh. And we'll go sit and play spades. And we'll go sit and talk shit about people. And we'll go sit and drink. And we'll sit and smoke weed. And we'll sit and... <laughs> All right. Like, that's what's fun. Yeah, we'll sit and smoke weed and we'll sit and talk about Donald Trump and we'll sit and talk about. <laughs> hey, I'm going to tell you, bro, they literally don't do nothing but go sit somewhere. Ask them what they do. Like, what's fun? Let's go to brunch and do what? Sit and drink mimosas. And I was sitting there drinking a mimosa and I was sitting there watching and I was sitting there talking like, would you like, Ninja, would you get up out the chair? <laughs> yeah. We went to go to the club and did what? We sat there in the VIP and sat there and popped bottles and sat there and talked. And I sat there and scrubbed my phone. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, Ninja, would y'all do something like, y'all, man, Jesus. Oh, oh look, look, there's a, there's a woman in here. He's exaggerating. Okay, what? I'm going to tell you something. What was the last? Yeah, sit at the hookah lounge. Hey, what was the last activity that you've done? Tell me the last activity that you've done. No, not the gym. Not the gym. Not the gym. What was the last activity that you did? Like, don't say you sat there at the baseball game. Like, you sat there and went at the club. Dancing doesn't count. Dancing at the club doesn't count. What was the last activity? Like, you, even if you got on the boat, did you? What was the last activity? Did you go on a motorcycle? Did you rent ATVs? Did you uh, a kite surf? Did you go surfing? Did you go swimming? Swimming barely gonna count. Did you did you go skydiving? Did you ride a helicopter? What what did you do? What was the last act? Pole dancing does not count. Uh, uh yeah. What was the last activity? Yeah, you went to a batting cage. You went golfing. You went mini golfing. You played tennis. You played basketball. Fishing. When was the last act? Yeah, mountain climbing. Hiking barely counts. What was the last activity that you've done? Think about this shit. Most people, nothing. Hiking barely counts because that really, you just went there to drove and hike. I'm going to say that doesn't count. But but it counts. I'm saying that. But yeah, snorkeling, traveling. Like what? when was the last time you did something? And here's the thing. Most of the shit that y'all going to name is white people shit for black women for some reason and black men. I don't get it. I don't get it. But they'll be like, oh, that's something mine. You know what? You going out somewhere to do something? <laughs> Snowboarding, skiing, race. Most people don't be doing shit. For real. They just want to go get dressed, go sit somewhere and look pretty. Mm. And barely can do that. And they'll scroll their phone. Okay, whatever you are doing, you cannot have scrolled your phone while doing it. Photography, bird picture, bird, taking pictures of birds. Like whatever you were doing, hunting, it couldn't require a phone to be done. You could not get on your phone. Walking through the mall don't count. Eating at a restaurant, don't, that don't count, right? Most people don't do shit. 
And then when you do it, they say you doing some white people shit. Why is that always the case when you a black man doing some shit? You get caught. You get caught. You get caught. <laughs> you get caught outside. You going hunting? You going to the gun range? What? What is what? What? All right, let me stop. You guys got to start getting. Oh yeah, what about metal work? Wood shop. You you got your little thing, and you go to the wood shop, and you cut your and you build something. When was the last time you did an activity? Most of the people can't say. They can't even say. Anyway, <laughs> looking for the Titanic. All right. Anyway, what do we got here? I got super chats and I got to catch up. I got to catch up. Rodrigo De Silva, coach, there are very few businesses or enterprises that would uh, have such a high rate of failure as modern relationships. Think about it. Peace out. Indeed. Uh, double A, Mr. Allen says, morning, coach. On vacation in Tampa, Florida, living the free agent lifestyle. Thank you for freeing men's mind. And he says, uh, free men's mindset. We need a free agent lifestyle flag. Oh, we do. Yeah. Joe Jones, 10-year car battery. Better be a um, Toyota or a Lexus. Did I say car battery? I really can't read sometimes. <laughs> a 10-year car better be a Toyota or a Lexus. All right. RN, we got the registered nurse in here, Olu. Coffee for you, coach. Your last couple of streams have been on fire. He says the world is changing and ninjas better be prepared. Hashtag, you know what? New, 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 new. Hashtag, hashtag lab meat. Pause. Rodrigo De Silva, coach. I know you're, I know in your Patreon, you teach how to deal with the junior. I don't own Patreon, but I believe the app you use only works in the United States and I live in Brazil. Yeah, there's something to that. Uh, Johnny Law sounds like that straggle wants to do some robbery. <laughs> she does. Agent Machine says, even in relationships that are clearly geared for sex, the woman, the women are hellbent on escaping their obligations to a man. They refuse obligations to God and you. And that's true, too. We'll talk about and that. That's you. All right. Um, what do we got here? Lamar Moore, if any dude in a relationship with a female high school graduate that dropped the microphone, I think she was in college. He better get out now. Free agent lifestyle for life. But I think she was new, in college. New, 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 new All right. El but damn, I thought I was catching up. El Chino coach brought it back. The diets don't work the same. All right. JJ Frost just busted my work wife cheating on me with the Chad co-worker. She married uh, her high school sweetheart and has been lying about her body count. I'm crutched. Coach hit me with the price is wrong. Sorry to hear that. Ty says after my uncle got divorced at 60 and lost his family home and his half of his pension he moved to ghana married a 39 year old woman and is bringing her back here i would advise that he doesn't do that but that's his problem uh everybody knows about the violence against women's act this is why i don't acknowledge that's why i don't suggest that you bring women back to america look up the violence against women's act it actually gives them citizenship if they can prove actually if they can file charges that they've been abused in any way. I actually did an entire stream about it. And the abuse could just be you telling her no. Okay. That's it. You don't let her do something. So she can claim abuse and get uh, automatic citizenship in America. Uh, no government name says in 2012, we broke up and I wanted to save my marriage. Just got divorced not too long ago. She is walking out with more than $400,000 on a silver platter and i also have to pay half of her one hundred and sixty thousand dollars student loan mm. i don't know how that happened because student loans are her obligation but uh but guys um it says in 2012 you broke up and you wanted to save the marriage 
I always tell you, do not take X's back. All right. Do not take X's back because they can buy time. They buy time and they more buy the more time they buy. Uh, remember, I tell you, women can be in relationships and not like you. Men typically can't. Women can be in marriages and not like you. Women can have sex with you and not like you. But that's after a commitment, right? After she, it, because she's getting something else. And of course, she if you beg her back, you're actually doing yourself a disservice because she already proved and you already proved that you're not compatible. And then all she did was buy time. She bought 10 years and she got $400,000 as a result. Guys, this is the game. She can keep, she doesn't even start the clock over. She keeps the clock running. Okay. She keeps the clock running. So the clock would have stopped if you guys broke up, moved out, and got divorced. The clock stops. Then if you get back with her, the clock doesn't restart. I mean, the clock has to restart. But if you don't allow the divorce and you se barely separate and you beg her back, clock keeps going. Rational rationality account ability for 304s is taking your money. All right, that's what you meant here. You're giving me dollar signs here. Jermaine, appreciate the work you do, coach. Keep on doing your thing. My ninja, free agent lifestyle for life. Thank you. Let me do three more. MC Hamster, XX's lie so much they lie down. Roberto Moreno, Roberto Moreno, CGA, I'll buy those he old headphones from you. Let me know or hold an auction. Maybe I'll put them on eBay with a link. Last one, Joe Jones. Remember black, the black father that got deleted by boyfriend in his own house. Bet he told him to leave. He told her to leave him alone. Yes. The, he says, you bet the daughter told the father to leave him alone. And that's the actual fact. Okay. I did that story a few weeks ago. Uh, so, guys, it's tough. Even your daughters will set you up to get your life taken. Let's get to this right here, and I'm going to give you some data, stats, why 99% of relationships fail, and what you can do about it. Number one, number one, don't get into a relationship. There's a 99% chance they're going to fail. Now, um, all of us, there's, I know people will deny this to be the fact, but it's the case. They all fail, almost all of them. And most of us, all of our relationships have failed, all. All of them. Like, take a look. We always call you Owens. Do your paper. Um, you can sit here. If you're single right now and you're over the age of 30, every single relationship you got in the last 15 to 16, 17 years have been in it, have been. And you're the common denominator. If you're over 40 and you're single, all of them have failed. All of them. And there's no such thing as a successful relationship that has failed, that has ended. The intent was not to have it end. But, of course, we live in a society that's microwave culture. We're looking for entitlement. We have a lot of scammers out here. So we go through a lot of heartbreak and pain. But the one thing that happens when relationships fail, and this is my advice, particularly to people who are hurt when their relationship fails, number one, don't take it personal. Don't take it personal. It's part of the game now. And it should be. It should be. Most people don't get involved in relationships with, uh, for the same reason. So you got involved, you know, a young man will get into a relationship for access to sex. That's what he wants. And he's not thinking clearly, and he's willing to take the trade off as a result of this access to sex. So if she's a bitch and making them jump through hoops and hurdles and she has authority over him or she's fine or she got a big booty or whatever it is, he'll be like, all right, I'm, I'm going to take all that. But I'll take it because I'm getting a trade off. But he doesn't realize that trade off is going to disappear. The sex is going to disappear. He's going to get bored of sex. She's going to get bored of sex. She's going to use sex as leverage 
And then the reason why he got into it is going to be, he's going to be disappointed. She might give the sex to another man, AKA in his mind, cheat on her, cheat on him. And you'll be like, wait a minute. I gave you all these things in order for you to give me access. And then you gave access to another man for far less. And then he's pissed off and he's going to take it personal. What you have to understand in these relationships, these Simon days, many people are out for their own selfish reason. A woman might get into a relationship because she's lonely. Okay. I never advise people to get in relationships because they're lonely. They're bored. They're looking for excitement and they have no direction other than saying, if I found a partner, I won't be bored anymore. I won't be lonely. This is not the case. This is not the case. There's more people in relationships that are bored and lonely than there are bored and lonely people. And one of the most painful things is to be in a relationship which you think which a person loves you, but they're only there for a certain other reason and you're still lonely and bored. And a lot of people are in relationships when you're not and you think they're in a good relationship, but they're bored and lonely themselves. Some people have no place to go. Some people are codependent. Some people don't know any better. And they'll stay lonely in a relationship. I don't understand it. I'll be single and lonely before I be bored in a relationship or in a marriage. I'll just stay single. So we have to understand many people get into relationships for different reasons. And it's very rare for people to get into a relationship for the same reason. This is just the reality. So a guy might get into a relationship because he's like, I'll string her along until something comes better. She might do the same thing. Or I'll string her along and keep her a part of my rotation. And then you'll just say, well, when she catches me, she just catches me and I'll just find another replacement. Men do this all the time. So she thinks she's in a relationship. He just has her a part of the rotation. Okay. Women will do the same thing as well, where she'll be like, I'll, I'll just be with him. There's nobody. I don't have nothing else going on. And if a better deal shows up, I'll go with that. Again, you can't, can't, you got either that person that did them wrong or they'll harbor hard feelings or they'll assault the other person that came into the other person's life. And this cycle is what people say relationships take work. Oh man, nobody needs to do this. This is actually sad. It's actually sad that people do this. Now let me give you some hardcore data and facts. Okay. Cause I got to do that first. Cause a lot of people don't know what's going on here. All right. First of all, why are relationships important? I think they are important. I just think there's a lot of deceitful people out here especially in large cities. And it's very tough. Relationships are important, according to them. It elongates your life. They can be very important. They do great things, all right? It, they, the importance of having a personal relationship, uh, sometimes they bring joy. Most time they bring pain, okay? It's part of it. There was actually a song that uh, was by Kashif that talked about this. Kashif, and there was another artist. Uh, let me see Kashif, if I can pull it up here. Kashif songs. Anybody don't, you gotta be from the hood to know who Kashif is. <laughs> um, I got to remember the song. I'm actually, I don't have the song in my head. Maybe somebody can sing it and I can remember it. I'll remember the lyrics, but there's an important lyric about it. And um, somebody give me the song and I'll actually sing the song. But it talks about, hey, love makes me feel good and love makes me also feel bad. All right, love changes, is that the song? All right. But essentially, it basically is like being... Uh, uh, being being, I can't remember the song the way it goes, but it's like, hey, being in love with me, being in love with you is my everything. It's great, and then, but also, it's it's pain and hell. So, somebody give me the lyrics and I'll sing it to you. <laughs> All right, I can't think of it off the top of my head. All right, but um, 
Here it is here. They say relationships bring joy and that joy is temporary. That joy, love makes me feel so good inside. All right, give me the whole damn lyrics. Uh, it brings joy, but the joy is temporary. This is a temporary joy. It makes it you feel good early on. Later on, it's not so true. All right, it says relationships provide support to get you through rough times. I don't like that. I don't like that. All right, that's putting too much onus on the person. For instance, let me give you an example. I think people should come into relationships healthy. Oh, love will make you also happy. Okay, um, here it is right here. Let's just say, let's just say somebody's had a tough time in relationships and they've been hurt and they've been in pain. And that was their previous relationship. Well, I was previously living the free agent lifestyle, right? So the girl that I'm, mating with has like i've been hurt i've been tragically i've been disappointed well i was living good i was living better now kooji sweater now i was feeling good and we make each other feel good but now that i got with you i got to deal with your bullshit because you've been hurt and in pain this happens vice versa as well men are untrustworthy they've been hurt they've been deceived by a woman and then the woman came in after having a a romp on the cock carousel <laughs> And she feeling good. Now she wants to tie it down. And she's like, I've just been throttled by the last five to 15 men. I'm, I'm tired. I'm exhausted by the jerks. Hey, I'm ready to go have fun, tie it down, have a good relationship. Well, he's coming in hurt and bitter. So now is she supposed to be there according to this site? Is she supposed to be there to support through rough times? No. This is a mismatch. This shit going to be a mess. This is going to be a catastrophe. All right, so uh, I don't think relationships should provide support for that. That's called therapy. That's called time heals. All right, that's it. You, you don't need to be. In, I've been saying this for a while. You do not need a relationship if you're in this position and you're looking for somebody else to pull you through. In my opinion, no. That's actually tragic thinking, and it actually torpedoes lots of relationships. Relationships keep us from being lonely. This shit is sad. And it, it this this the type of thinking, this the type of thinking that gets people in trouble. Okay, this is not true. This is not true. Let's just say, for instance, it will temporarily. Yes, let's just say, for instance, I've been in a situation where I'm an introvert. I'm cool being cope, mellow and lay low. Um, and you get into a relationship with a social butterfly. I've actually done this, and they say opposites attract. If if I'm insecure as an introvert. And she's a social butterfly and also gets rewarded by being out and about. And she wants to be out and about. And she's a, uh, a social ladder climber and networks and talks to every man she sees and talks to every woman she sees. And I'm sitting over here on the side and she's dragging me around and I'm sitting here chilling. And she doesn't mind between whoever she's talking to in her grill, if it's a man or a woman, she's flirtatious. This shit going to be a disaster. Dude, this happens. They exhaust you. Right. And you were lonely. You just wanted somebody to chill with. And then they're taking you around. She want to go to the casino, sit at the damn slot machine. She want to sit there playing blackjack. She wants to do it's going to be exhausting. Exhausting. It's not going to you're going to feel lonely. And this could happen vice versa. If the woman's the introvert and this ninja want to be out all the time, something's going to happen. It's not going to be you're going to feel lonely. And then you'll eventually say, well, I don't want to do it. You can go do it. Well, you're sitting at home. And the other person's out. <laughs> mm. 
You're going to know, bro. It's going to be a recipe for disaster. It says relationships help us relate to others. This is true. All right. Sometimes relationship will challenge who you are. And you will find that the older you become, you don't want this. You don't want this. All right. Because you don't care about relating anymore. And that's just because you've advanced and you become comfortable with your habits via good or bad. All right. But um, again, I think people get into relationships for the long, wrong reasons. Here we go right here. Let's give you some key statistics on relationships. Are you ready for a little doom and gloom? Okay. And look at your own relationships as an example as I read these. Because you're going to say these can be true, but you will have the proof in your own life. All right. Relationship statistics. Number one, and I've done this before. So if you've seen this before, here it is. The average relationship length is two years and nine months. Sounds like a long time, doesn't it? But it's not pretty short the average relationship lasts two years nine months but a long-term relationship is considered two years long two years now many people haven't been able to pull this off i mean most of your relationships have lasted way less than this and statistically you're on par 70 percent. let me make this larger for you that's what he said 70 percent of relationships fail in the first year. So when I say 99% of all relationships will end. And people thought I'm being absurd. It is in fact said that 70% of relationships don't even make it past year one. This is a horrible business to get into. Because people can't, we're not compatible. And most people get into relationships for the wrong reason, meaning that one person got into the relationship for one reason and the other for another reason, but it wasn't the same reason. Okay. And that means if you're getting into this, and so when I say where people are, um, when, when people do like their serial relationships, they're serial in relationships, you will find that a woman was in, women typically, she was in a relationship there, here, here, here. Like they broke up, small rest period, back into another relationship, then back into another relationship, then back. I mean, she's throwing the statistics way off. She probably been in four relationships in two years, highly likely, if not more, okay? One of the red flags for a woman is to say if a man has not been out of a relationship for more than six months because she doesn't want to deal with the repercussion. 70% of relationships fail in year number one okay not it's it's a terrible terrible result and men typically who figure this out they're going to be called gay bitter hurt and whatnot at a certain point a man doesn't want to invest anymore because it's it's time consuming it's a it's it's uh the energy you're going to put in there even if it's not money the energy the attention the time you're going to put in it could all end very relatively quickly. And the likelihood that it lasts past year one is slim to none. The likelihood that it goes to year two is slimmer. And the likelihood that it gets to year three is none. Okay, <laughs> zero. You have a low percentage chance, low RI, ROI activity. For men who get to the point who acknowledge this, they're like, okay, I can do this, but why? I could get a relationship, but why? 
And so when you say this, they say, well, you just can't get any hoes. Well, it's not that I can't. It's why should I? That's the question. Why should I invest money, energy, attention, and time in this when I know it's coming to an end? Sometimes it's a tragic end. Sometimes it's a tragic end, and we have to acknowledge that. It says 2% of people marry their first love. We don't care about that for right now. And um, 79% of people that end their relationship were actively using social media. I'll give you the source if you need it. This is an important one. 79% of people that ended their relationships, who broke up, who dumped, were actively using social media. Well, in our world today, social media is almost getting to the point of a necessity. So with that, we can understand why that is the case. But we also know hypergamy. We also know people distract other people in relationships. We also know relationships may cause another person to think that there's a better option out there. Like, I see other people happy. I see other people not bored and lonely. I see other people who have money. I see other people have that are rich. I see, And so they see that. It's not necessarily a good indicator of what is available to them, but that might persuade you to end your relationship. Men, same thing. I see younger tail out here. I see more attractive women. I see Instagram baddies. I see hotties. I see people having sex at 40K. I see that. My girl's not giving me that. Something's wrong. Uh, I see the JUCO. 36% of people met their significant other via online dating. 40% of people have had a long-distance relationship. If you're listening to me right now, and you're a male in a long-distance relationship, let me tell you who you are. You are a fool. If you're a male in a long-distance relationship, you are a fool. I don't know why you would do this, but you're going you're gonna to frustrate the shit out of yourself. I hope you have other girls on the side wherever you live. If you're in a monogamous committed relationship that is long distance, you're a fool. You better be having a harem, a concubine. You better be going to the junior college. You better be at the strip club. You better be having a girl suck you off. You better be having a pog come visit you. You better have somebody draining them balls. Because <laughs> she's getting what she needs. It's actually a win-win for women. If people want to know why, it's a win-win for women. It's a certainly a win-win, meaning she gets the commitment, the attention, the, the understanding that she has a fallback plan, a fail-safe plan. She can also have other things on the side as well in terms of not just sex, but she can get other things from other men in your absence, meaning attention, attention, sometimes money, energy. She can get time. She can get those things that you can't get because you want sex from your girl. The reason why you're laying up on Skype with her and you guys are having phone sex on a on a Wednesday is because you you're attracted to her but you're not you're getting everything but the sex and no man in history has ever pursued a relationship knowing that going in he would get no sex and he would be giving all the yeah please all right, it says 6% of people in long-distance relationships have never met in person. These are lonely people, okay? These are lonely people. All right, the average length of a marriage in the United States is eight years. 
Okay, the average length of a marriage is eight years, gentlemen. You see this? Let me make it larger for you. That's what she said. The average length of a marriage is eight years. I've been telling you this stat for almost five years. I put it in one of my books. You get married and divorce within eight years, and it's average. Average. What? And mine ended in eight years. That was my that my marriage lasted eight years. So um, that's the average, guys. That's a fail. I don't care, man. There was nothing successful about that. Well, at least you got kids out of it, said every dumbass in the world. No, no, at least I got kids out of it. What kind of stupid shit is that? <laughs> right? So obviously I didn't get to parent the kid all the way through. That was not my intention. 31% of Americans are single. Okay, let me see you right here. Let's go down. Let's go down. It says men cheat more than women do. Men cheat more than women do. I had to do, disagree with something on the list. That's false. All right. But um, a couple of key points here, and then we'll wrap it up. A couple of key points. If you get into a relationship right here, we got to understand that. Uh, let me show you some. Let me Instead of making the points, I'll let these video make the points for me. I'll let these video make the point for me. One thing that men are disillusioned about is the actual look of their woman and this is how you get led and misled to get into a relationship i tell men all the time i've lived with three i've lived with four women in my life i've been in many many relationships and um throttling let's just say i've had my fun and i'm not ready to settle down but with this being said men don't know what women look like i've seen what women look like women to me are not pretty Women to me, almost every woman is completely average to me. And even if I see them look beautiful, I know she's average without all of that. So if she's in a certain dress, I know what it takes for a woman to get dressed and tuck this in and lift this up and have this and spank this and, and tighten this and put cream on this and, and, and make up this and hair this and curl this. I see them. I've seen too many women do it for me to be disillusioned in, in this life. So if I see an attractive woman, I'll say, yeah, she's attractive, but not enough to die over, not enough to commit over. I want to know what she looks like under all that. And there are some good looking women without all that. And I actually appreciate them a lot more than when I see a woman that has her face looking like a cake. All right. I appreciate that more when she's average looking and I could see it and I can say clearly she has very little on that is going to mislead me. Unfortunately, young men don't know this. Young men can't get this through their head, right? And so they see the woman like this, and they're like, oh, wow, she's a 10, she's a 9, she's an 8. And I'm like, dude, you're going to be shocked. She's a under a 5, under a 5, okay? Um, and this is all that leads you into relationships. It leads you into sex. It leads you into marriage. And then when you get into a relationship with her and cohabitate in marriage, you're going to be shocked. And she's going to say, but do you still love me? Not only that, she's going to look worse than this the longer you stick around. She's going to look worse than she looks without the makeup the longer you stick around. And that's just how it works. They're depreciating assets. With the more emphasis on the depreciation and less on the asset, they're depreciating liabilities. And that's just what it is. That's part of the game. And that's why they do the trickery and the deception. Let me show you here. 
Okay, here we go. Play it without the video and the music here. Point of view, what he thought he was getting, all right, versus what he's really going to get, what he actually got. And, uh, yeah, it's... So here's the problem, <laughs> okay? Here's the problem, and women then say, well, what's the problem with this? Well, you know what game you're playing. You're playing a dangerous game. And when he feels differently about you, you can't blame him. When you're in your bonnet and you taking off the wig and you got the Allen Iverson wave cap under there and you took it out the makeup, and but I thought you loved me. Well, listen, he was disillusioned. He actually loved you and how you presented yourself you presented yourself like this it's not his fault he was tricked <laughs> he was deceived and men have to realize that almost all women are pulling this deception they're pulling this deception and they intentionally pull it and then they get you in especially when you're young they get you in and then they well look what, what happened the clock strikes midnight all right, so this is what we have to understand about relationships is that women do this and they do this as a means to get the best option they can possibly get, right? It's peacocking. And um, it's peacocking, meaning that they proceed to actually show you, oh, look at how pretty, look at, look, look at me. And then, if I get, then they get what they want. Then it's too late to pull back or pull out in many cases. How about this one? <clears throat> Knowing and understanding that a woman can, have sex with you in a relationship and not having an intent to enjoy it. This is a hard one. Pause. In a relationship, especially in a marriage, this is going to be another video. If the woman lies down for you, it's not for her enjoyment always. She can do it as a duty or a pity, or she can avoid it altogether. She can renege. She can a promise more and deliver less. In fact, the average amount of sexual pleasure a couple has in a cohabitating relationship or marriage is eight times a month. Eight times a month. That's the average. And I'm sure people are doing far less, especially as people get older and the relationship extends. It's less than that. You'd be lucky to get two to four times a month. Two to four. When you met her, you've never seen her sick. You've never seen her uncomfortable. You've never seen her with diarrhea. You've never seen her with cramps. You've never seen her on her period because you've only seen her at her best. You committed. You moved in. You married. Now she got diarrhea this week, cramps, bloated, period, sick, uncomfortable, tired, hot, cold, ninja. Mm. Disappointed, crying, happy, sad. <laughs> And by the time she throw you some, it's been without shower for a couple of days. She ain't washed her feet. She ain't take her bonnet off her head, her helmet. She ain't spray on no perfume. She ain't uh, she ain't dust the crops. She hasn't shaved it down. She ain't saved her legs. She that's when she throw it to you. Tell me I'm lying. I'm gonna play a video of this woman. And, of course, there's a kind of an edit in between each one. So we got to get through the edit, and she's kind of whispering. All right, so uh, what's going on here is this woman here, this Millie Mouth. Take take a look at the woman. I I don't think this is the one. Don't, don't pay any attention to this woman. I think she's just making content. This is the wife we're about to talk about. Now, take a look. Take a look, brothers. 
This is what she's going to look like at the crib. And she says, my husband has been asking me four days if we could do the deed. All right, let me. And there's a guy that's going to edit in between. We kind of have to ignore him. All right. So she's whispering because her husband is at home that he's paying for more than likely. My husband is asking me for days if we can do the deed. And she says, I thought it was about time that I probably agree to it. Mm. Meaning, fuck. All right. Now, people think that this is rare. This is the norm. This is the norm. You guys don't know it's coming. It's coming, ladies. If you're 24 and you're like, I don't see this coming, it's coming. You're going to turn into this woman. And then later on, later on, the guy's going to stop trying to get sex from you. He's going to stop asking. He's going to stop um, um, initiating. He's going to lose interest. He's going to get a girlfriend. He's going to go jerk off. He's going to jerk off when you leave the house. He's going to do all these things. He's going to find a way to satisfy himself. And then she's going to come to my show and say, well, it was actually the husband that lost interest in me. And then I'll ask, how old are you? She'll say 42. And I was like, okay, what were you doing between 24 and 42? Did you turn him down for sex? Did you encourage it? Did you try to get him in the bedroom? And then she'll be like, well, there was a period of time. And I'm going to say exactly. Mm. He lost interest because you lost interest first. Now, because you're interested and you ain't got no other option to get throttled out here. Now you want to throw him that nasty ass fat thing. You want to throw that thing on him and he's not interested anymore. He's tired of getting turned down in his own house that he paid for. Okay, so let's continue. Let's continue. <laughs> this makes it sound like the husband is a little cat begging for little milky milk. And she is like, okay, maybe you can have a little now. Take it. Exactly. Oh, man. Take a look right there. So she says, it probably was time that I gave him a little nookie. I'll give you a treat. Here's a little cookie. Here you go. She pat him on the head. But she said, but conveniently, my baby woke up right before, you know. What did I tell you about kids? So she was about to get ready. She's reluctantly about to get ready. She couldn't find out another excuse. She promised him after days and days. And then she was about to lay down. And then, uh-oh. Uh, sounds like Hunter is up. Sometimes sounds like Connor Jackson. Sounds like Jordan Tyson. Sounds like Hamilton is up. Okay. And this is the guy waiting. He's waiting for this woman to give him some sex. Hey, Mary, guys, you're in trouble out here. If you're waiting for this woman to pleasure you. Mm. Tanner's up. Looks like Tanner's up. Oh, we can't have sex tonight. Tanner's awake. <laughs> okay. Got to go get Dylan. Dylan's up. All right. Got to go get him. And here she is now upstairs. I'll let her tell it. Telling the internet that you are happy your baby blacked your husband is a revolutionary new type of TMI. So now she's up here. I'm, she's whispering. She's up here pretending, she says, like I'm putting baby to sleep. Y'all just don't realize the game. 
I, I love it. She's telling you guys everything I've been telling you about. Oh, well, you know, oh, I got to rock him. He couldn't go to sleep. He was fussy. He was burpy. I had to burp him. Oh, yeah, you know. And he, the husband's down there with a rock hard. He then took Viagra so he can lay with his wife. He then waited to jerk off for three days. Yes, he did. He didn't wait it to jerk off for three days. He's like, okay, I won't jerk for three days. Then my wife's going to give me sex on Tuesday. He waited the whole weekend, not the jerk. And guess what? She's up here pretending. She's up here wasting time. She's hoping this ninja then fell asleep. He ain't fell asleep and he ain't forgotten either. He waiting for her to come back downstairs. Continuing. Ah, yes. Why tell your husband about your real feelings when you can tell TikTok behind his back? Wow. So she's up, just to put it together, I wish I had the unedited version. So she's like, I'm up here pretending to rock the baby to sleep so I can avoid it, avoid doing it altogether. People think that this is uncommon. Here he is, the okay. He says, this is 100% accurate. Now, you can't go to a divorce court and says, hey, my wife won't lay with me no more. They'd be like, well, you better do something. You can't go to anybody. You can't go to your friends, your male friends. You can't go to your mama, your church pastor, and say, my wife won't lay with me. They'd be like, well, that sucks. You can't even go to her. Hey, can you lay with me some more? But you're still married. You're still in a marriage. You're still subjugated, subjugated to the marriage and cohabitation. Uh, and eventually you'll be the asshole if you push on her. Uh, Jada Pinkett's mother said, hey, my husband used to take it from me. Your father used to take the punani from me, meaning that she didn't want to give it to him. And he took it from her. And that was grounds for divorce in great because he assaulted her. He raped her. Guys, listen, the reality of relationships for men and women, women believe that they can do this. And I say more power to you, sister. Do you. But what you should do is tell that man that you're going to do that to him because I'm sure now that you've removed that from the relationship, he should be be able to be cho to choose to leave. He should be able to choose to leave free and clear without any punishment. He should be able to go out. He should be able to have sex with whoever he wants outside of your marriage. He should be able to go to the junior college in the titty bar. He should be able to pay, go to Figueroa. He should be able to have a girlfriend. He is not, he has not gotten to a relationship because of that. This is going to cause, if any woman disagrees with what I just said, remember, this is why 99% of relationships fail. You see what I'm saying? This is why 99% of relationships fail. If women are sitting here like, nah, nah, guys, these are the women you're trying to get into relationships with. <laughs> okay. Mm. I'm not here to change women. Women, do what you want. I'm telling you why you suck at relationships. I'm telling you why men hate relationships. I'm telling you why you can't find a relationship. You can do whatever the hell you want. I ain't trying to change, I ain't trying to change you. I'm telling you why shit goes down the way it goes down. And this is one of the reasons why. So if you have a woman says, well, he ain't entitled to my body, and he can, bruh, this is why 99% of relationships fail. The same woman that is actually benefiting from your relationship is now telling you, yeah, I ain't going to do what you want or I'll do it. I'll do it. And guess what? I'll just do it to it. I just do it to get through with it. 
I'll do it real quick. Okay, all right, here, here. And she throws it to you. Here you go. I'm to take it. All right, here you go. Are you finished yet? Hurry up. I just put sheets on the bed. Dylan is going to wake up. Don't be too loud. Don't put it in there. No, I am not going to suck that. Oh, no, I'm not going to. Don't worry, just hurry up. My eyes closed. I'm thinking of another man. Yeah, bro. That's one of the reasons why relationships fail, because both people do not have the the intentions of doing right in the relationship. And this is going to happen, bro. <laughs> Dakota. Uh, here we go right here. The reality of relationship. This is the last article. I'm going to get through this quickly here. Let's get through it quickly. I'm at the three-hour mark. God dang it. All right, here we go right here. Uh, living together before marriage, expectations or reality versus reality. All right, so I tell you, people get, men get into relationships to get access to sex. Women get into relationships because they're lonely. Sometimes it can be true opposite. It says right here, um, expectations that you're going to spend so much time together. And the reality is that most likely you're not. All right, because um, this is what I call real life is going to happen. So you get into a marriage or a relationship and you think you'll be together a lot, which not true. You got to work. You got to have responsibilities. You got to run errands. You got to uh, shop. You got to go have fun. You got to have your hobbies, friends. You'll feel alone sometimes and you'll feel like you're not seeing the person enough. Well, because you're not a teenager anymore, we get into a relationship. I got shit to do. I got shit to do. And it's probably better shit than to be hanging out with you. So unfortunately, people get um, a, a bad dose of reality that they're going to be together a lot and you're not. And that can make one person feel lonely. Expectation, you'll have sex as often and as passionate as before you live together. False, okay? This is absolutely false. In fact, I say sex with wives are more like prostitution than actually prostitution sex. All right, you'll get better treatment from a woman in the backseat of a Jeep, all right? And she ain't giving you the best treatment. You'll get better treatment than her many times than your wife passionately, all right? The passion is gone. It's a duty for her. Expectation, it'll be so much easier to manage money under one roof. This, again, I call real life happens. Okay, you got to be very much on one accord. In fact, one of the reasons why relationships and marriages end also is money. Money. She thought you thought. I thought you were going to pay half. She thought she were going to pay the whole. She thought you were good with money. You thought she was good with money. You found out she was bad with money and you're good or vice versa. You like this type of furniture. Uh, here's right here. You'll lose your independence and freedom. They say that's your expectation. And in reality, they're saying opposite. I'm going to skip. Your taste and style and decor will fuse together. False. Okay. This is another reason why I can't let a woman live here. I like the way my house is designed and decored. All right. I'm not going to have her come in here and be like, hey, why the, why the forks over here? And why is the blender over here? No, I like the blender right there. I like the forks over here. Okay, I like this type of furniture. I like my leather couch. I like I like that chair. That chair doesn't match. And then a, a lot of shit will ensue. And this will cause fights. Next, you'll cook romantic dinners and enjoy cozy snacks on the terrace or the front yard. Yep, you'll buy a house. Look, the back door, we can put these lights and we can have this and we'll come out and drink wine every night and watch the sunset. Mm. And we'll eat our meals on the patio. Yeah. It's not going to work out like that. Ninja's going to be coming through the door, taking their clothes off from work. Whew, God damn. All right. I got to go watch the game. Monday night football is on. And she's waiting. 
Oh, I thought we was going to have a romantic dinner or vice versa. I had to work late. She take it off her bra, through her shirt and her blouse. She throws her bra off. And you're like, oh, good, baby. Love it. Come, get, get, come give me some of that. Oh, baby, I ain't got no time for all that. And uh, I don't got time to make anything. Uh, can we order Uber Eats? Yeah. That's what real relationships look like. And people have to present it because that's not how it works. Ninjas ain't going to be making romantic dinners every night. No. You'd be lucky to get one, two, maybe two of, two of those a month. And trust me, the man doesn't even want to do those two. <laughs> okay. All right. The man doesn't even want to do those two. You, she's going to want to choose it at the most ridiculous time. She's going to be like, all right, hey, on Sunday night, let's have a romantic dinner out on the patio. I'll, I'll order it. She's not going to cook it. We can cook together. We'll cook together and we'll be in the kitchen cutting vegetables and shit like that. But guess what? The Packers play Sunday night football. You're like the Packers versus the Vikings, the games you've been waiting for. You're like, what Sunday? Oh, this Sunday. Oh, wait a minute. The Packers play the Vikings on Sunday night football. Mm. But that's the one night you was going to get the, some sex after your romantic dinner. But now you got to put it aside. You're like, oh, shit. You're like, that's the NCAA tournament semifinals. <laughs> right? <Yeah>. Mm. <laughs> You're like, oh, boy. This is going to be interesting. Um, looks like the the seventh game of the World Series is on. <laughs> You're like, oh, no, You're like, wait a minute. Can we put that down? You know, the Yankees are playing the. So anyway, <laughs> so it's like, oh, can we pick another night? No. Nah. Well, the next night available night is three weeks from now. So what are you going to do? Anyway, let me get to these super chats. Thanks for sticking in so long. Hit the like button as you exit, and I will get to everybody's contributions. Hashim. I'm sorry. Hashim Shabazz. My copy of the Free Agent Lifestyle book looks like an old Bible with worn pages and highlighted passages. Shout out to the coach gang in the chat. We stay lit on the Notorious CGA channel. Shout out to everybody over there, brothers. New, 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 new world order. I don't know, man. I don't know, man, what? He says the controllers. He says, somebody got to win, somebody got to lose, somebody got to play the fool. And he says, the song is the truth. Shout out to the coach gang from Queens. Yeah, relationships are more give and take, and it's more of you giving and her taking. U.S. Army retired, and some men are, by the way, some men are fine with that arrangement. Some men have no other option. Some men are fine with that. Some men love to just give the women and allow her to take. Some men like to be pat on the head. Some So let's just take into consideration some men either have no other option or they don't care, and that's fine. And the woman is actually getting one of the best deals of her life, right? She also might find out he gay on the side, too. So. Who said that? Who said that? When she find out this ninja got a whole boyfriend on the side, because she will, there's something up. All right, that's something why he don't want to lay with her and he continue to support her and shit like that. That ninja got a whole man on the side. She's going to have to figure out why he coming out smelling like the Duke shoe every other night, but that's all right. Uh, they, she's got a, and this woman will be subpar average, like a five foot three, 220 pounds. She, she'll, she'll be like, oh, my man, my husband, faithful. He do this for me. He do that. He support me. And she going to think she in a lovely marriage and he don't push, make me suck on him. She don't make me, he don't, he don't make me put it up the Duke shoot. He don't know. <laughs> she's 
She just thinks she in the most wonderful marriage. Oh, man, my marriage is fantastic. He don't beg me for sex. He give me this. He support me. He give me the credit card. I go on shopping sprees and VIP. He like, my husband, and he's faithful. I've never found my husband with one woman. I've never found him with one woman. He doesn't even talk to women. I check his phone. All his friends are men's. He got all men's for friends. And they seem to have fun. They go play cards. They go to the spa, the sauna. They go play tennis and golf. My mm. man is so fun. He's fabulous. He's fabulous. He don't got no vices. His hobbies seem to be safe. He go travel with men's all the time. My husband is loyal. I don't won the lottery. This ninja come in. All right, honey, I'm going out. I'm going to the sauna. I'll be at the YMCA for a few hours. I'll be back. <laughs> We're going to go kick it at the YMCA and go to the sauna, and I'm going to get a good workout. I'm going to get a good workout. There's some dudes like that. Yep, he dressed so sharp. Man, when he goes out, he does dress sharp. He goes out, all the women are like, Wow, that's your husband, Nancy? Tamika, that's your husband? He's so sharp. His hairline is always so crisp. All right, he got a full head of hair and a comb over. Look at his shit. He dressed so good. He's got a chiseled jaw. He got a five o'clock shadow like George Michael. He do his eyebrows. He look like he wear a little mascara. He's so handsome and pretty. You got a pretty husband. He dresses well. His shoes are always clean. Look at him. He tailor suit. Man. Yo, husband, I wish my husband paid attention to his looks like your husband paid attention to his looks. <laughs> he got his sweater. Yeah, he's a metrosexual. He's just metrosexual. He got a sweater vest with a sweater wrapped around, a, a light brown, a light blue one. He be out there. He got a man purse. He wear, he carries a purse. Yo, man, yo, man, so clean. He's so manicured. He get his manicure and pedicure, too. Oh, man, you got the wonderful husband. And sometimes he let me wear the strap on. <laughs> mm. <laughs> oh my goodness. They're like, man, you got the you got the wonderful deal. And he's with you. I can't believe he's with a woman. I mean, I can't believe you got so lucky, Nancy. How did you get so lucky to have that guy? He's in shape. He works out six times a week. He don't drink beer. He only drink wine coolers. <laughs> mm. <laughs> All right. And he got a lisp. And he got an earring, a dangling one. Yeah, man. Oh, man, look at him, man. Damn, man. Nancy really lucked out. This ninja be like, YMCA. <laughs> I can't do it. All right, anyway. All right, let me stop, ladies. Ladies, thank you. Thank you, man. Uh, what are we doing here? U.S. Army retired. I know that it is frowned upon to mention other content creators on the show. An older gentleman that is 57 years old has a YouTube channel with two divorces within less than three years. Damn. Damn. Two divorces in less than three years. I always told, I always told myself I would not get remarried, especially when my kids are minors still. Because if you get, if you get, I'm going to tell you this for you people, you, you selfish people. If you get a divorce and your kids are still under, let's say eight years old, your kids are under eight or nine. If you get remarried, the odds that you stay, the, the odds that you stay married through your entire kid's childhood is slim to none. I can't tell you the statistic, but you're more likely to get divorced. Actually, I, I shared a statistic before. 
you're likely to get divorced twice before your kids hit 18. Like the likelihood is like it increases like the 70, 80 percent, not just second marriages, but second marriages when kids are involved, young kids. It's almost a damn near guarantee that you'll get divorced twice before your kids get 18. That's a double whammy. Imagine you're you're a kid and your mom went through two divorces. Like, what are you going to think about marriages? <laughs> and Slim just died. Yeah, Slim and us, Slim just died. I think that's selfish. These people are selfish. What you should do, this is my advice. If you get divorced and your kids are under eight or 10, just ride that shit out. Ride it out. Ladies, it sucks because you're going to be 50 by this time. Ride it out. Wait till your kids get 18 and then give love a chance again. If you're a man, do the same thing. Odds are you'll never get remarried, but that's neither here nor there. You'll get married in the Philippines. You won't get married in America, but ride it out. Don't put your kids through that. Don't put your kids through that twice, please. Don't not put, think about the kids. Think about the kids. You guys put these kids through so much trauma and you wonder why they coming out here looking crazy. Being whores, these Gen Z. You wonder why Gen Z are full of whores and virgins and incels, okay? It's the parents' fault. Where are we at? Lay door. Lay door says, Coach, I hope this 10-year-old is good enough for coffee out there. I wish you a great weekend ahead. Please play the weekend audio. Blessings. What's up, nigga? What's up for the weekend, nigga? Indeed. Thack Frenzy says, my girl told me before she moved in that she contributed a year ago. I'm still paying for rent, utilities, cars, and she still complains that I don't open up. Forget it. Dude, you guys got to start kicking women to the curb real quick. All right, quickly. These these people be sandbagging on you. Sandbagging, reneging. All right, shout out to the people who play spades. Uh, we call it bait and switch, pulling the rug. This is what they do, man. So be careful with that. What do we got here? Uh, Faith says, Coach, I'm so tired of hearing ignorant people say the word homophobic, homophobic because they're using the term wrong. Phobic or phobia is a fear of something. Just because a person does not agree with the reading rainbow doesn't make them a homophobe. These people need to get educated. Yeah, well, yeah, I agree. Because nobody's really scared of it. They just it, they, they just don't agree with it. And people should be fine with people not agreeing for it with a certain lifestyle. There's people that don't agree with my lifestyle, and they sure I can't call them a free agent phobic. <laughs> Kevin, and he says, I meant to say not make them. I got it. Kevin Sullivan. Says, um, what's up, coach? And the coach gang had to friend zone an XX since she disqualified herself. And she said uh, she has since asked me, can I be her best friend? And had to tell her, nope, I'm not your girlfriend. You bitch. Shout out to the coach gang and all the knowledge and wisdom. Guys, ladies, let me just talk to the ladies. Ladies, men are not your friend. Stop it. Stop trying to make men friends, all right? And and I think it's actually heinous, a heinous crime to have male friends uh, because what you're going to do is use them. You're in, in, you're in for usury. That's all you're doing for that guy, all right? So every time y'all go out, every time y'all go to the movies and the festival and the fair, the park and all that shit, you know he's going to pay for it. And he tends to probably give you experiences that no man that is a romantic partner would ever give you. So guys, look out for the bullshit. Look out for the bullshit. I think, man, somebody double charged me in this mother sucker. Men never accept friendship from women. Not in that way. If it's not leading to anything romantic, man, forget her, man. 
Tell her to go get some damn girlfriends. Now, if you're talking about work and all that, that's different. I'm not saying you can't work with women, but no, nah, we ain't in it for no damn friendship. Okay, where are we at here? Jacob R. is in the building. Thank you, Jacob R. What's going on out here? We got three more, and then we're ready to go. We got uh, Kaylin and Das Token coming up. Kaylin says, when people say relationships are work, they do so because they base it on fantasies from movies, television, and or prawn thinking that that's what they'll continue to get or continually get only for reality to hit them in the face and realize it doesn't last long. Sure, you can have moments of excitement here and there, but long-term relationships and marriages are meant to be boring, and I agree. Um, cohabitation in itself is meant to be boring. That shit is not exciting. If you ever hear a person say they're in a relationship and it's been past five years or a marriage in it's past three years and they're saying it's exciting, they're lying, okay? They bored out of the school, skull. All right, Das Token says the worst is the females who don't respect their dads because he's pretty much worthless or non-masculine. These girls are the worst to try to be with. Yeah, um, I, I agree. I think if, uh, if a daughter is spoiled and her father's never told her no, she's bad relationship material. If she's never had a father tell her no, She's bad relationship material. Shout out to Lamont James. Coach, you had me die in the other stream. I'm from Philadelphia, now living in L.A. I was a big fish in a small pond. It's true what you said. Uh, these women out here driving around in $100,000 cars from their sponsors. If you miss me talking about the realities of dating in Southern California, it's not what y'all think. If you're from Cincinnati and you think you're going to come to California, as a male and do what works in Cincinnati, you're going to be mind blown. Ladies, if you're in Cincinnati and you're the hottest piece of ass in Cincinnati and you think you're going to go to L.A. and be what you were in L.A. like you were in Cincinnati, you're going to be in for a rude awakening. You're not you're going to get a rude awakening. Please do not come out to L.A. with that shit. <laughs> okay. You're going to get lost in the shuffle with the quickness. Stay in Cincinnati. Stay in Cincinnati. You're doing better there. You're going to get ran through. You're going to get whored out, prostitute, possibly trafficked sexually. There's a bunch of things that's going to happen. Okay? Do not come here with no stank attitude. You're going to be immediately a seven. You're a seven. And that does. that's not because everybody in L.A. is beautiful. It's that the top beautiful women are beyond beautiful. Right? So people think, well, I went to L.A. and I didn't see beautiful people. First of all, you probably you didn't go to L.A. You went to Los Angeles. All right. But the top, top women are out of this world and you don't see them when you're a tourist. <laughs> OK, you don't see them when you're a tourist. And those women that are the top of the top, they listen and play their role. They get their rent paid. They get tricked upon, they get their college tuition paid, and they play the role. And they get implants, they snort lines of coke, and they'll, they don't stay in the outside. They don't stand outside looking for people to get pick, to pick them up. They go to the spot where all the ninjas that do this is at. So if you went to L.A., you didn't go there, and, and you didn't see it, you weren't in the right spot. Trust me, it takes even years to live there to know where the right spot is. And the right spot going to cost you lots of money, ninja. Lots of money. He says, nah, it's possible. Yeah. What's possible? It's possible to do what? <laughs> okay. 
it's possible to do what? Hey, see, what people don't understand about Southern Cal is that unlike Cincinnati and Memphis, people don't go places to sit down. People don't go places to, they don't, they don't, they don't, let me, let me rephrase it. People aren't standing outside. Now, if that's the case, you live in Inglewood, Artesia, San Bernardino, Apple Valley, Palmdale. You live somewhere where you're nowhere. You live somewhere where nobody got nothing. Okay. He says, <laughs> you live, you live somewhere where shit ain't happening. Okay. So, and you don't have the baddest bitches. I know some tens in the hood that go to Miami and are a 10. Am I talking about Miami? I said Los Angeles. Are we talking about Miami? We're not talking about scam Miami. We're talking about Los Angeles. Sit your punk ass down. Stop interrupting my show. See, that's what I should. I start, I need to stop acknowledging goofballs like that. I'm talking about L.A. Then just talking about Miami. Sit your goofy ass down. I can't stand these ninjas. Anyway, what I was saying was, unlike Miami, people go somewhere and they're going somewhere. In L.A., they don't go nowhere and stand around. <laughs> so in Miami, you go places to stand around like you're not going somewhere. In L.A., you got to be somewhere and then that's where the action is at. <laughs> right. But in Miami, you could just be standing around. I mean, we're just standing around and they go all the holes. Look, for instance, South Beach. There we are. We're just standing around and they're standing around and we just standing around waiting for everybody to run. That's not how it works in L in L.A. Did you got to be in the right spot? And Miami is like that, too. But Miami has Brickell, South Beach, where people walk, stand around and they go to the five clubs, 10 clubs. L.A. is not like that. It's all spread out. And you're going somewhere. If you ain't going nowhere, if you're a ninja and you're going nowhere, you ain't meeting nobody. And you'll just be like, I'm going to go stand somewhere <laughs> and wait for where the hose is at. You're going to be lost. <laughs> you're going to be lost, lost, and you're going to never see no attractive women. You're going to be like, man, they said there's attractive women out here. You're going to be nowhere. It is what it is. All right. But anyway. <laughs> They don't let your ass just stand around somewhere and stand in the corner and stand in the parking lot and stand in the, they don't let you do that in LA. Okay. You got to be somewhere. And most people can't afford to be somewhere and they, and it shows in the results. Let's get in here. Fact frenzy says, my girl told me, oh, I got that already. OT says, coach, that reminds me of my wedding day when the Celtics were in the playoffs run with KG and Paul Pierce. And uh, he says, and right, I had to disrupt. Uh-oh. He says the whole thing just, well, there's a period in there. That's why I got confused. And he says, you're right. I had to disrupt the whole thing just to watch the game. All right. So thank you for that period in there. And that's you. All right. Anyway, shout out to you. Oh, they found the submarine ninjas dead. Oh, man. Let's have a rest in peace real quick for the submarine guys. Man, that was sad. <laughs> Sad, <laughs> sad. Man, they just be interrupting my show with they bullshit. That ain't true. Cause in Miami, what was his point even? What was your point? He said a ten went from where to go to Miami and become a ten. You mean to become a hooker? What do you mean, guys? Miami, nobody's there for free. Ninja, everybody there for sale. Stop going to Miami thinking you getting some for free. Ninja, you either getting robbed, poisoned, 
or paying for the Panani. <laughs> or you go, or you're sharing her. When you go to Miami, these are the four things. She's either a prostitute, OnlyFans, stripper. Same thing with Vegas. You're going to pay. You're going to get robbed. You're going you're gonna to die. You're going to get poisoned. <laughs> and you're sharing the woman. That's not your girl. That's everybody's girl. So if she showed up and she's hot and she's attractive and you might get the itchy scratchy AIDS, HIV, herpes, gonorrhea, chlamydia, you might get that too. That's Miami. You might get the heat. <laughs> Come on, man. They're just like, I went to Miami and I, man, stop. Stop the bullshit. That's what you go get in Miami. And you can get that in Vegas and LA too, but it ain't uh, hopped up. You guys got to understand, man, with, with the population of people, Miami attracts a certain type. Miami and monkeypox and monkeypox. Miami attracts a certain type, typically Latin American women. And um, you know what I mean? If you don't know Spanish and you go to Miami, God bless you. If you know, if you go to Miami and you don't know Spanish, Ninja, God bless you, man. I rest in peace to this ninja, man. You, <laughs> you got to know you, you're going in there half assed. <laughs> yeah. That scene is that scene is something else, bro. I've been and yes, I've been there a lot of times. I've been there a lot of times. All right. And um, you know, because it's just not just black women there. If you are, you're in Miami Gardens. What do they call Miami Gardens now? They didn't clean up the name. No, no, it's called Miami Gardens now. You sitting in Miami Gardens. But if you go outside of that, you're going to have to deal with a lot of Latin women. A lot of Latin women. And yes, the white women are Latin. <laughs> the white women are Latin there. All right, so if they look white, they can look a whole white. They can have blonde hair and blue eyes. Ninja, they know Spanish. So you guys got to know, they come from all over Latin America, and they target Miami for a certain reason. And it's not for your broke ass. <laughs> they targeted Miami, not for broke ninjas. They're not there for that shit. They come across cartellos, former models running from somewhere. Venezuela, them broke down. Cuba, Cuba. Um, they come from all over the goddamn place. And they got people in too deep. Okay. They got people that are in deep in some shit. They know somebody that's in deep. Like, if you're getting an attractive woman and she's a Latina, she knows somebody that sells kilos. <laughs> she knows, some, like, if you found her and you're like, yeah, oh, man, I'm going to run her off, I'm going to run game off. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a. She knows somebody that know that sells kilos that comes on one of them banana boat, one of them boats that be floating over the water from somewhere. She knows somebody, and not only one, she know a whole cartel. Ninja, please, man, please protect y'all neck out there. Please protect your neck. And even if a woman comes from the outside in and she's not Latina, and she white, she, man, yep, yeah, she got cousins, primos, tios, tias, t she, dude, they got, dude, man, do not play out there, please. Please don't play out there. Y'all, man, y'all playing with death if you don't know. And you better know Spanish. If you want to know, because she's going to smile in your face and oh, uh, she's going to smile in your face and do all that shit. And you'll have a little bit of fun. But trust me, she's not out there by herself. 
She got some people that she knows. She's not just floating. And black men, one more thing, black men. If you're going to date outside your race, please understand that most of the women you're going to date got daddies. Okay, they got daddies. I'm telling y'all, you're used to dating women with no fathers. And that's going to change dynamically how you deal with them. Sometimes they got daddy issues, though. But you guys are used to having free reign over women who have no fathers present, none. And that allows you to get quicker in and mislead them and misdirect them, misguide them and all that shit. Right. Pimp them, play them and all that stuff. Now, once you go across and start dealing with some real chicks, these people have fathers. So it's going to be difficult for you to play stupid ass games right? for real. And not only do they have fathers, they got uncles and aunts that ain't in jail yet. Some of them are. Some of them are. And it's going to be hard. They got protectors. They got a self-preserved bubble of protection. Now, some girls that don't have that, that's why you see them out there. You'll see a pale-haired right, white girl out here with no daddy, no family, no social structure, and she'd be out here getting pimped up and down the boulevard, <laughs> right? She got no social. She got no protection. Then she looks at you, the pimping, like the protection. You, you're all she's got. And you'll be able to do her dirty like a mother sucker, all right? But uh, just understand, she got she she used to sell Punani on Figueroa for 75 bucks before she came to Miami. Yeah. She been she been pimping around the world and I, yai, yai. She didn't sold in Vegas, Miami, Detroit, St. Louis, Michigan. <laughs> she done sold everywhere before you met her in Miami. Hey, listen. Hawaii. All right, she just sold everywhere, and now she in Miami, and you looking at her, man, I got a good one. All right, let me see here. We about to wrap this ish up. Peruvian Heat coach, uh, he says, I was in Miami last month. I went to the JUCO and met an Argentinian, Argentinian XX. All the Latin XXs want to go there, because and you, and you are better, and you better have big pockets, he says. You better have big pockets. It ain't cheap. They're not there to give up no cheap shit in Miami. Right now, again, you can find it. I'm not saying this impossible. You can find it if you know where to go, who to be around. If you know somebody, it's there. But the people that come to Miami, the people that come to L.A., they're not there to be. Give up no free Pudusi. No, nah. I mean, not for free like that in Cincinnati and Memphis and Milwaukee and Chicago, Detroit. That exists. So they will in Miami stab your ass. <laughs> they they will stab your ass and not think twice. All right. So anyway, JC says, did you see the 500 refugees died on an overcrowded boat? Crazy. Mm. Crazy. He says, what about Broward County? Isn't Miami in Broward? Am I not mistaken? All right. Let me check all the apps before I go. I thought Miami was in Broward County. I might be wrong. Uh, Broward County, Miami does extend big though. So anyway, pause. I got Navi. I got uh, Jones. Jones G was the last one on Cash App. He was indeed. Okay. And I'm going to check Vimeo and PayPal before I skedaddle. Oh, pay. Okay. All right. Uh, Cash App doesn't want me to see anything. Oh, Miami's in Dade. Okay. I got it wrong. Miami's in Dade, 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 Dade County. Shout out to him. Broward County. What is that? Fort Lauderdale? What's in Broward? What's in Broward? See, here, I, I think, in my opinion, once you extend outside of Miami, once you, it's Fort Lauderdale in, in, in Broward. Fort Lauderdale. Okay, so that's what I thought. 
y'all playing with the big boys. Listen, if you want to play little boy games, I get it. I, I get it. Go go play little boy games and hang out that, at the beach and shit. All right. I'm saying you'll find that. But you guys got to understand the Apex Predator, Fort Lauderdale has big money. Like, like these are the big boys. So he said Slaughterdale. There are trailer parks everywhere in Florida. So you can get them. You can get, you know, uh, trailer park trash chicks that don't wear shoes and flat feet. You can get skinny, knobby knee ass Kaylee's uh, anywhere around the world. Uh, but um, the Fort Lauderdale area is not for little boys out here. The, these people know what's up. They know how to play the game. And if you don't know, you don't know. But, yeah, you could get with Crystal Methanese and find you some shit. But even they are on the hunt. They've been on the hunt all their lives. As a matter of fact, if you know, if you know, isn't that where Jeffrey Epstein got his girls in Broward County? In my mind, somebody clear this up. It, isn't that where Jeffrey Epstein did all his dirt, if I'm not mistaken? Where he was getting 14 and 13 girls on the hunt? Girls trying to, you know, crackhead girls, crackhead high school girls getting. If, if So that was Palm Beach. Okay, so that was Palm Beach. All right, I'm mixing it up. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh, that's that's Florida girls. So what you have to understand, Florida girls been in the game for a long time. They've been in the game for the long time. So when you come up and you see a chick out in these areas, these women been in the game you, she's 25 when you meet her. They've been in the game for a good 10 years, if not 12. They've been in the game. They've been doing massages and jerking men off and and and, and doing crystal meth. And, you know what I mean? And dropping tabs and twerking and tricking and They've been doing it for a minute. So you show up and you're like, ah, I got her. Here we go. She 22, 25, 27, 20. She been heavy in the game. Now you following it up. It's all right. It's all right. Dropping neck, spin the bottle, closet suck offs. Um, since mid man, stop. Trying to chase country club ninjas, trying to get on boats, trying to uh, messing with rich dudes while she was underage. Spin it. And, and, and I know I talk about this and people think I'm lying, man. Do your, do your due diligence. Hold on for a second. Now this show is going to go longer, but let me show y'all this. I got to show y'all this video. Okay. What, what age here? I'm going to ask y'all what age do you think is common that young women, what age do you think is common that young women are out here in Gen Z getting tested? Deadly Ellie, haven't haven't we learned from the Titanic not to name your vessel the Titanic or similar to that? Rest in peace to the Titanic's or the Titan subcrew. Okay. Because ninjas be thinking like they getting freshies at 22. Oh, I'm getting a fresh girl, a fresh turnout, a fresh one, untouched, untapped. All right, you guys got to start acknowledging these truths. People are scared to talk about it because they don't want to appear a certain way. But I talk this talk. And I want you guys to be understanding. Let me play this video. And guys, don't tell me these girls are lying. I, I know too much. Okay. I ain't saying I did anything, but I'm just saying I know too much. Here we go right here. This is a woman. These are so-called confessions. So-called. And don't tell me cap. 50, uh, 
Fourteen. 14. Yeah, Legit. Yeah, fourteen. Wow. I must have lost my virginity. Wow. So, when did you lose? All right. So, uh, this woman asked. They're asking around when did you lose your virginity. Um, I think the boy said fourteen or fifteen. Um, Sophie, when? Fifteen. Mm. Okay. Continue. Or sixteen. Or sixteen. Okay. I was eight. All right. The the, the simp is eighteen. All right. The beta is eighteen, which isn't bad. 18. Oh, oh, I was 18. 18. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wait, wait. Call me a loser. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, uh, I'm going to say nine seconds. Mate, that's nine seconds. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm up to 12. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I told my dad like day after. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> All right. The one girl had the youngest. The one girl was the youngest, and the two girls didn't answer. If I'm not mistaken, let me see. I let me see. It. All right, so the two girls didn't ask answer. Uh, but if you take a look, you probably be saying 14, 15 as well. That's probably what they were answers would have been as well. All right, but they didn't answer. Only the one girl answered. The two men were one was young and one was older. All right, 18. The other one said 14 or 15. The young girl said 15. It's it's getting to the point where I gave the statistics on this because I'm a responsible person. I'm a responsible parent. I know the realities of what's going on out here. Most people don't. Most people will consider this very young to get started. Most people will consider this very young to get started. Can I clue you in on something real quick? I know I'm going to clue you in. Stick around. This is normal. If you consider the history of our species. In fact, the Virgin Mary is said to have had the baby Jesus and she was 13 or 14 when people look back historically. It was not uncommon for women to be delivering babies in third world civilizations, poorer countries. Even in Japan, their age of consent just went from 13 to 16. And if you understand what Japan is, they are not a, they haven't been a first world country for very long. In fact, they haven't been a first world country for even 100 years. They were largely a very small, lowly populated country that had emperors that still dressed like ninjas. All right. Not black ninjas either. They had emperors that had they were a, they were a village. They've been a village country for a long time. So their age of consent was 13 in order to get the population increased. Okay. They were a fishing village until the 1980s. I mean, listen, most of their cities have been small for a long time. I know people think Japan, Tokyo, but Japan has been a small island, very low population, and they actually still have low population. So their age of consent tended to influence creation of children. Thus, if they keep the age of consent high, it's not going to keep people procreating. So that's why the age of consent will never go high in America. Because especially if we're having a population crisis, they can't have the age of consent super high. They need to keep it low. All right. That's why they have low age of consent. Not because they're perverts. It's because they need people to populate. Thus, when people say 14 and 15 is too young, not historically. <laughs> okay. Not historically. Not as long as we've been around. Now, in modern times and in big cities, yes, it's young. But historically, it is not. All right. So with that being said, I'm not encouraging anything. So when people see videos like this and you think of modern women, you think, oh, they're going to hold it to 18, 19. Statistically, 
That is not true. That's not true. Even by most statistics tell us by the time they hit 17, 50% of young women are no longer virgins. 50. By the time they hit 18, almost all of them are not virgins. By the time they hit 19, it's almost a guarantee that there's very few left. Okay. I actually, I actually, um, I actually been talking about this and showed you. I just showed you the data. I didn't show it today, but that is the truth. That is the truth. And so by the time young men come around and they see her, she's 22, 23, 24, the likelihood that, especially in Florida, that she ain't been touched and she's out here in these streets is low. The likelihood that you picked her up at the mall, at a concert, somewhere on the beach, and she ain't been touched multiple times by 22 to 25 is low, super low. And what do we know of what happens from there? I'm going to tell you, any woman that has been involved in that lifestyle for a considerable amount of time, typically they're going to find some, some other way to lead that sex, meaning that they could rob you or they just want to talk, or they're looking for another hustle. They're not looking for pleasure. That's the danger of this. They're not looking for pleasure. So if you get with them, they might be like, well, let me run his pockets, or let me rob him, or let me drug him. They don't care about you like that. Or let me trick him into making them think that I like him. It's not because it's not because she likes you, <laughs> okay? They looking for a come up, especially Florida, anywhere. Fort Lauderdale, Miami. Palm Beach, they're not looking at it like, maybe if I have sex with him, he'll like me. Yeah, they're looking to run them kidneys. <laughs> Man, please. And they are not untouched. So consider that. I'm giving y'all the education. I'm giving y'all the education that nobody on YouTube is giving you. Nobody. Nobody's willing to touch these topics the way I touch them. Pause. All right. Uh, but um, it is what it is, and that's it. And I'm going to get out of here. Three hours, damn, four hours, really? I'm ashamed of myself. If I missed any chats, I will bring them up in the evening chat, which will probably be an hour and a half. Shout out to the coach gang. Hit the like button on the way out. And we out of here. Peace. I looked at it as I have an ATM between my legs, and I just, I'm just using it. All I got to do is put my card in, and that's it. And put the PIN number, and boom, money just comes right out. I don't give a fuck what you think, bitch. Cut that bitch off. Next caller.